This episode is sponsored by CastlemaniaGames.com. Castlemania specializes in retro and modern video game accessories. Their store includes new retro accessories from HD Retrovision, Eon Gaming, Retrobit, and more. They also carry products from modern games to consoles and accessories, as well as homebrew and repo parts. At checkout, use the coupon code THEGAMERSLOUNGE to get 10% off your order. Thanks again to Castlemania Games for sponsoring this show. John Meadows with me as always is Eric Nathaniel and Dennis. What is going on, everyone? Everyone, hello. hello. Happy to be hello. here. We're missing Rob, unfortunately. Yeah, so, we're missing Rob. He's got some. He's got some crap going on. So, um, yeah. So he couldn't be here tonight. So maybe, maybe next week. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully. You know, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, hey, things come up, or you know, I mean, you know, life. I mean, what are you going to do, life? Life. How does that work? What is life? Uncontrolled, tumultuous thing called life. It's, yeah. it's you know, nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it we were when it happens and how it wants to happen. What so. was it we were talking about today? On the way, we we had some running to do, so we were driving down the road and said something about being twelve years old again. It was like, man, we didn't how how fast time goes now compared to when you were 12 years old and it's just like yeah dude uh, the, when all i had to worry about was getting to the end of that school day when the bell went off it's like yep. didn't know how good i got it so if any young people listening cherish these times <laughs> cherish it all well no, i've been thinking about the same thing right and it's just like it's just and, and, and you know i'm i'm in my late 20s, you know, so... It's oh, like, my you know, goodness. Yeah, I know, I know. I know, but listen. Oh, but listen oh. the, the, uh, point, the point is, is the fact that, like, if I'm realizing it now, you know, it's just, like, it, it's something that definitely hits you early on, where it's just, like, especially right when you get out of high school and you start going to college, and I think that's when you start becoming, like, really an adult, and you yeah. start realizing, like, okay, you know, day by day... You know, you start scheduling things and then like, you know, like classes and then you like, you know, you have to prioritize things like, oh, I can't mess around anymore, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. And it just becomes then that's when you realize when you have when you have so much to do, that's when time flies. When you have nothing to do, you know, yeah. then it's the slowest thing, you know, in in the world. And you're just like, man, I just, you know, can we, can we get it wrong? You know? yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll put yeah. it to you this way. Four more years and I'm 50. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I heard four more years and he's a young 41. Yeah, uh, yeah. Four more years and Dennis will be 32. (laughs) (laughs) And I I remember my 20s. It's like I told Nikki the other day, I told Nikki, I said, if I would have known now what I, then what I know now when I was 20 something, I wouldn't have 
dicked around like I did. It was no, like... no. Well, I, I think that's why, like, you know, I think, well, I mean, you know, life kind of paces itself differently for everybody, but I yeah. think that's why, you know, you, it's good to take things into perspective early on and, uh, you know, regardless of what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about it, it's just like when I think of what I was doing as a kid, you know, really all I had to worry about was just like, you know, my God, it's we still got three months until Christmas. Like, uh-huh. oh, it's going to be forever from now, you know, oh. and then, you know, yeah. I can't I can't wait. Just like you said, for the school day to end, I just want to go home and yeah. watch some Yu-Gi-Oh and, you know, play some Pokemon on my Game Boy, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. but. You know, now it's just like you know, and you still want to do that now, but now it's a matter of trying to find the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, as you can tell by my gaming list, it's like, yeah, I would yeah. love to be able to. You know, I don't have, I don't have time. Well, I mean, I have time, but it's like yeah. Yeah. I sit down money. in the evening time, and it's just like ah, I want to play something. I'm really tired. I don't. Well, even... that's the thing. It's like you're so mentally exhausted, right? That it's just like, ah, oh, man, this is gaming. Gaming takes just enough mental power that even if it's super casual, like you're still just kind of like, oh, I'm just gonna I, let me just yeah. put on, you know, Disney Plus or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's but... anything with timing, and I'm tired, forget about it. It's just yeah. I'm horrible at it. Like the other day, well, this will lead into the first game, the the Trek to Yumi. I tried to play it on, uh, uh, XCloud. And the mm-hmm. first part where it's like, you must parry. It was like, I don't know if I was tired. I don't know if there was a little bit of delay or lag. I could not do it to save my life. And then uh, the other night I came home and I sat down here in the basement on the TV on the controller, did it in like five seconds. I was like, yeah, it's not what hard the now. crap? What was that all yeah. about? It was, so, you know, and then I'm sitting here going, is that, was that just me being hard headed and tired? Or was that, I, I blame it on, I blame it on the lag on, you know, that little delay uh, on the yeah, streaming. That's what I blame it on. I don't blame yeah. it on that. I'm not very good at games anymore, <laughs> but I, it's, but yeah, it's go definitely, ahead. Uh, no, well, I was just going to say that like, it's definitely like, I think just tiredness, honestly, yeah. just because like, and that exhaustion, because like when I first played Trek to Yomi also, I was kind of in a similar situation where like, I didn't necessarily have a problem with the parrying, um, at least when the tutorial was happening, but later down the line, you know, you do, that game is going to force you to, yeah. because that game, it wants you to feel and act like a samurai. And if you're just going in hacking and slashing like Dante from Devil May Cry, that's not yeah. going to work. You know, like you need to learn, like you need to think like a samurai, right? You got to parry, you got to turn around, you got to. Right. That's why you kind of have that have that side scrolling combat. Um, but uh, but I, I was also in a situation where I had to like. But to be fair, it was also like three thirty four in the morning, and I'm just well, like you know just barely yeah. keeping my eyes open. And <laughs> I'm like, oh man, like I, I and I kept dying and dying and dying. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't have the patience for this right now. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I just no. I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. But then you know, like you said, right? Come back the next day, and then no problem. Move on. Yeah, it's like what the crap. But you know, it's yeah. like even the other night, I, I was like, oh, I'll play some Sea of Thieves, and I got so distracted or tired. Of I was just running into rocks. It was like if anybody was watching, <laughs> they would just see this boat like going right, and they're probably. Go, what's that guy doing? What's that guy doing? What's that guy doing? And all of a sudden, my boat goes, and it goes up and comes out. I'm like, oh crap, what am I doing? You know, it's like, okay, that guy's got the pirate legend moniker. He can't even dodge that rock. It was like, <laughs> he, he paid for that. Yeah, he paid for that. Yeah. Sure. He, it's he like the, that. it's like the Austin Power thing where the guys on the steamroller, he's going, stop. And he's like, yes. four miles away. He could have <laughs> got out of the way. <laughs> it's like, one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> that was like me the other night. It's like, okay, I'm shutting it down. Shut it down. Just shut it down there's something my brain's just not going to do it tonight i don't know why it's like but yeah that that uh that trek to yumi oh man that game is so good the it's the presentation of it is 
is what really makes that game. It's like, I just, I really like it. Of course, if you really like those old samurai movies, uh, you know, you'll, you'll love it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. I, I'm really enjoying it. It's a, how far roughly would you say? You're um, in it? Did you just play it the other day or? Yeah, I just played it the other day, like uh, okay. Thursday. So I think okay. I'll, I got through chapter one, maybe halfway through chapter two, something like that. Maybe oh, okay. I got through chapter honestly, two. Honestly, not a long, whatever. it's honestly not a long game. I think total there was, I'm trying to remember, because I did beat the game. I think there's um, six. Is there six chapters? Yes, either six or seven. Six or seven. If there is seven, the seventh one isn't long. It's more of like an epilogue type yeah. thing. So, um, But yeah, I mean, like roughly each chapter is about more or less the same length. So whatever, however long it took you to get through chapter one and most, you know, most through chapter two, that, that's more or less what you're going to be looking at. Oh, yeah. I, if if I played 20 power. minutes to get through that first, maybe not even that long, 15. I don't know. I wasn't paying it. It was like... I really wanted something to play, and it's like, yeah, let me boot this up real quick. And then I got really into it, and yeah, and then it was getting late, and I was like, yeah, I, I got to stop, or I'm just going to sit here all night and play, even though I didn't have anything to do the next morning. But it's kind of <laughs> like, right. it's kind of like anymore. It's like, oh, ten o'clocks rolling around. Oh, I better get my butt to bed. I've yeah. got to get up, but sure. you know, whatever time in the morning, it's like, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, really, that's that's literally the only game that I've, <laughs> that I've really played. I, I know I, I don't remember if I'd said a couple on the last show or not, but I did get Pirate Legend on Sea of Thieves. I think you did. Too. Um, yeah, you did. So did I? Okay, so you know, I, I played that a couple of weeks ago. But other than that, I really hadn't played anything. Um, I've been dinking around with the Steam Deck, and I finally started. I don't know if you call it game room. 2.0 next on the other side of this wall. Anyway, we've we've built a movie room is what we did. Last week for two days I did nothing but gather up boxes of old stuff that have been sitting in the basement for six years just open where we went through it and kind of went, okay, that's this, this is grabbed what we wanted out of it. So I organized it all, shoved it in the third room all the way in the back. And, so never have to look at it. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think I, uh, I'm just saying, for me doing it by myself, I think I, I did a pretty good job organizing it. Uh, I don't usually do that, but you know, I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning one night doing it, and then finished it the next day. But we bought a, um, we bought a nice 1080p projector and a 120 inch movie screen, and put it over in the other side, and hooked our Bose surround sound system up to it, and plugged the Fire Stick in, and so we've made a movie room. Now we just need to buy furniture. <laughs> we have no place to sit <laughs> other than the floor. <laughs> it's like a... Welcome to Cartwheel Movies. Yeah. You have to keep moving the entire time. We're getting kicked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and it's it's one of those screens that you can put outside. That's you know, we originally bought it going, Well, you know, we'll we'll have the niece niece and then uh, nieces and nephews over to watch movies this summer outside and stuff like that. But I ended up setting it up down in the basement. It's like, oh, this is really cool. Um, but I'm going to get a screen that actually has a frame that I can hang on the wall that, you know, will be more of a, I say permanent. It's not really permanent, but, but yeah, I, of course I had to hook the series S up to it just to play a couple games of something just to try it out at 120 inches. <laughs> so, you know, like I, I booted up Lego star Wars and my guy was like this tall. I mean, he was like, <laughs> <it> was like <laughs> It was ridiculous how big it was. It's like, I don't think I could play like this on a regular basis. Uh, you know, it's like I could do it every once in a while. Um, Horizon racing games were insane on it. It was like, nope, can't do that. Tried see a, see a thieves on it. Nope, can't do that. That makes me motion sick. <laughs> it's way too big. But uh, yeah, so you know, we've only been here 
six or seven years, and I finally got the uh, other side of the the basement cleared out. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's coming along nicely. Uh, sad thing is, is we're going to spend more on furniture than we're going to spend on the actual screen and the uh, screen and the projector to actually be able to sit down here and watch movies. But once I hooked the Bose system up. The dog did not like it at all because Too the loud? well yeah the way I the the movie I the movie that I always try first is believe it or not I try re, uh, the Revenge of the Sith the opening scene oh, cool. where they're where it's got the drums going boom boom and they're doing that big fly through with yeah. all the crazy sounds and I crank that thing up to about eighty and my wife's upstairs on the other side of the <laughs> house and I said okay I'm going to crank this up. So about 75 to 80 and let's see if you could hear it she's like oh, i could just barely hear it i'm like that's good because down here my hair was blowing in the, in the, <laughs> with the sound coming out i was like yeah it might be a little too loud but you know you need to try a speed racer on that big screen because oh, yeah. like oh, both the surround God. sound and the big screen would be fun for that movie yeah it would be yeah i didn't think about that one so yeah, so probably would make you motion sick though. Well, yeah, yeah that's well, maybe. I don't <laughs> there's know. There's a lot. It's different with a movie, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fast moving stuff in there. It's different when you're going, what is it, 24 frames a second than you are when you're yeah. going 60 frames a second. Yeah. So, yeah, and plus, yeah, a little different. When I'm playing Sea of Thieves, I've usually got it fast, so I, I pivot real quick. And, you know, on a big screen, it's one thing, but on the on a 120 inch it's like Ooh, well at least in sea of thieves you can virtually throw up too so that's fun. true yeah i can do that <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely the right. immersion is yeah all set up. crazy this is and smell it for some reason this is yeah, yeah this is the most immersive <laughs> oh God, game i've shirt. ever played what? <laughs> it's, it's physically damp when i time it's like <laughs> <laughs> I wet myself. yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was that was what I did last week. This week I've done nothing but um, figure out how to run ROMs on my uh, on my Steam Deck. Now, now <laughs> those are games you own. Yes, yes, they're all games I own. I own every one of these games, which really the... behind them. Come on, man. Like... Yeah, I mean, look at that. I've, I own all these games that <laughs> I've got. All the proof here. you need. Um, but yeah, so so far, what is it that I have installed on here? Um, Dreamcast, GameCube. Genesis, NES, Wii U, Super Nintendo, and PlayStation 2. Um, of course, I only have two PlayStation 2 games on here right now. Ring of Red and ESPN Football 2K5, because you got to have a good football game to play on. <laughs> 2K5, that's an old one. Geez. Yeah, it is. It's like it's still the it's still the one of the best football games ever. That's a sad thing. I mean, it's still I still prefer it over any of the Maddens. I think um, I think the only one I really played back in the day there was one on PS2. It was actually a Madden one, um, but I can't remember. I mean, they must have been whatever was around at the time. I mean, how long have they been labeling them as 2K? Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, well, since the year 2000, so not yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think it was I want to say it was around 2002. Because I remember playing one on PS2. That I like, honestly, relatively enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I was always more on the side of like, even though I, I don't like sports games in general, I do like the sports games that are more arcadey and fantasy based. Yeah. Um, so yes. yeah, I'm, I you know I prefer like you know I, I want the ball and... to catch fire like NBA Jam, yeah. or, you know NFL Blitz and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, or like, or like oh, yeah. Hits, you know, hockey was always a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, it's been it was fun last night. I stayed up way too late getting getting things around. It was actually really easy. Um, they make a it's called Emu Deck. 
It's literally an emulation software for the Steam Deck. So you download it, put it on there, it installs all the emulators for you. Um, when you get your ROMs and you dump them in, there's a ROM uh, a ROM manager that you click, and it will pull artwork that is perfectly suited for the steam deck so like all of them have the nice the nice tile cards and then like when you yeah. click on it you know it has the little background so it looks very professional well right. and even even nathaniel said i was wondering how you were playing legend of zelda wind waker hd it said it said that on steam that you were actually playing that made me laugh when I saw this like oh i didn't know it did that um it has uh, a connection with retro arch so if you play if you have an account with them you can connect it to this and like some of the old games have achievements in them like the old nes games and stuff like that so you know it can unlock your achievements on your retro arch account which is cool um but honestly the wii u the wii u's been a pain i've only been able to get for some reason i've only been able to get nintendo yeah i've only been able to get wind waker to play on it but man it is awesome to play wind waker hd on a on a portable console and not have that double screen and it's and it looks nice it's 1080p you know even though it's a i wonder how um ds games will work on it just because like you do you do have the like because i mean i've played a bunch of ds games um through emulation and 3ds actually um because there's stuff out there like citrus and um Mm -hmm. uh, dsmu and stuff like that but it because the Steam Deck has a uh, a touch screen on it, I mean, in theory, you could split the screen in half because emulations or emulators do let you do this, where you can have the top screen on your left, yeah. then the bottom screen on your right. That, that's how I played nine 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 forever ago. That's what these do. You can have like a little screen down here in the corner for the touch yeah, screen, cool. and then the yeah. regular game, the top screen fills right. it, or you can do half and yeah. half. I yeah. mean, or you can flip back and forth if you want to. You can actually hit yeah, like yeah. a trigger and make it flip. Uh, but I, awesome. I haven't tried it yet. But oh, okay, because I mean those, those have gotten like fairly sophisticated over the last maybe five to ten years, um, you know. But I know the Wii U one's always been a pl- always been a pain. Like I mean, honestly, I think mm-hmm. we've done a better job right now getting the, a Switch emulator to run than than still the Wii U emulator yeah. in the short amount of time the Switch has been out. <clears throat> the Wii U, so. Well, and and this this is supposed to run Switch games really well. Um, the, it installed the emulator on there. I haven't tried it yet, but. Yeah. Um, I might, but the PS2 games are nice too, because it upreses them to, you know, you can upres them to 10, I have them upres to 1080p, even though this is a, uh, was it a 1200 by 800 screen? It just makes them look a lot crisper and clearer. Um, and they all, all the, all the PlayStation 2 games run at 60 frames a second. What's funny is, is all the... All the uh, Wii U games, apparently, well, the ones that I've run, apparently, they are capped at 30, um, which I didn't realize Nintendo had them at their their games, anyway, at 30 frames a second, because they, they don't run Is any that faster true? than that. Splatoon, I remember Splatoon being in 60 frames. It may be, uh, I don't know. Every every one that I've tried out runs at a solid 30 frames, but it doesn't feel like 30 frames. It feels like 60. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it runs at 30 frames and it's locked and it never it never dips. Um, yeah. But man, it just looks so pretty on this screen and it's like, yeah, this is it makes you want them well, it makes you want them to put it on the Switch, but you know. Uh, but 
much. Yeah, it's it's been really cool. It's just been a pain because um, it's been a pain for the Switch games or the Wii U games anyway because every every Wii U game has a CD key built into the disc. So when you would stick it into the Wii U, it would read that key and go, yep, that's a real disc. Yeah. That's the key. It'll work. So you have to have those keys on the emulator to get it to work. And for some reason I got twilight or uh, uh wind waker, no problem working, got uh, downloaded Xenoblade, which is 20 freaking gigs. Um, and, um, uh, Xenoblade, don't get me started on Xenoblade. Are you talking about like X in X, particular? Yeah. X. Okay. So like, don't get me started on that. I remember when they had, when it came out, I got, I was lucky enough to get a physical copy, but even then that wasn't enough because even with, even if you had a 32 gigabyte, Wii U. Never mind the eight gigabyte you, one that you I really... use that. You got to have an external drive, right? Um, I didn't. Uh, so but you, I have so one. You can to a degree because they actually had a download pack that uh, made for like higher resolution textures and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You could download from the eShop and stuff like that. But that added like another twenty gigs to that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if you want to download this, then yeah, you would need an external hard drive. You know, even because the uh, 32 gigabyte Wii U isn't going to do enough. Right. And then, never mind the 32 gigabytes, because we all know the OS always takes up <clears> some <throat> space. So really, you're looking at about 26, 27. Right. So if you if you get a digital copy of Xenoblade Chronicles uh, X, forget it. That's like the that's like yeah. one of that's going to be one of your only games. And it tells <laughs> you. It, it, I remember on the eShop, it recommended, hey, have extra memory, whether it's an SD card yeah. or an external drive on it, because you're probably going to need it. But. But yeah, I haven't got those two games to run because I can't get the keys to work, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the the text the you got to put them in a text file. The text file is kind of funky, and that's what really took me a long time to get it to work. And all so, the videos that I've watched, their text files are not like my text file, and I can't make that text file look like theirs. So, so here's the interesting thing because I, I I actually have a modded Wii U, so I wonder if things kind of work theoretically the same way, despite being on a different platform and like. Like, you know, it being through a sort of different emulation. But the Wii U was originally region locked. Mm-hmm. So you still had to get keys because I, I do remember doing a sort of a similar thing. They weren't necessarily keys, but they were like sort of like this sort of index mm-hmm. sort of code that linked to the eShop. Because um, they... They all had their it is a pain, but like they all had their own sort of like database code basically, yeah. and but they were different from region to region. So I wonder if maybe they're not working because your emulator is maybe set for United States and maybe you're looking at a European code. I don't. Know. I don't know. I I got what they said online was was U.S. codes and the ROM yeah. was supposed to be U.S. So it's like okay. well, it seems like those match up, but. <clears throat> I and I, I don't know if it's the emulator or if it's just that stupid sheet text file that you got to put it in because it's it uses uh the emulator was cd was it cd um or something like that c c e m u is the is the emulator that they use and and i don't know if it's 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 not a native linux version that's running it's actually running the windows version through proton to make it run on Linux, so i don't know if yeah. that maybe has some i don't know every, all the videos that i've ever seen anybody do online it works no problem but they don't go quite into depth to go oh you have to have a key and here's the text file that you have to have and here's what it looks like and here's you know because nobody's going to go that far and have nintendo go ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but, 
But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'll keep fiddling with it. You know, at this point, Wind Waker HD is the one I really wanted anyway, but I was, it was more, ooh, I'd like to get Chronicles X on there. I like that game a lot, um, and try that one out. But, um, uh, we'll see. But, yeah, that's, that's all I've been doing It's just piddling with, uh, with stuff like that, you know. Working around the house is really taking a much of my time. But hey, when you get when you get a good deal on a screen and a and a uh, and a uh, projector that gives you motivation to clean up an entire section of the house to actually use it, uh, <laughs> whatever gets you motivated. Um, Eric, why don't you go ahead and go next? You've only, you've only been playing one thing too. So, yeah. So I guess, yeah, I've only ever, I've been playing, just been playing two and I took a kind of a gaming break for a couple of weeks. We've been really, really busy and gone. Yeah. So I haven't been playing much and I was kind of burnt out from Elden Ring. I, I want to get back in platinum. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, I've been playing tuning. Definitely scratches an itch. I am probably two thirds of the way done. Yeah. That on a series X it's uh or series S it's pretty good. Um, I really wish there was a way I could jump. Hands down, that's what that gave me. I need to be able to jump. <laughs> I keep like, ah. But it's... it's <laughs> I, I also discovered there's like an accessibility mode that turns on invincibility. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. like, oh. So yeah, you can turn on invincibility. And, but you uh, don't get achievements when you do that, do you? Or do you? You still get stuff. Oh, do you? Okay. I thought it. I thought it disabled the achievements. I I couldn't remember what it did. I know sometimes. Oh, you turn... actually, okay. Never mind. I was thinking of something else. But yeah, no, you do. I, I, I admittedly, I had to use that quite yeah. a few times. I it it gets crazy. The second boss, I was like, Ugh. yeah, we're gonna yeah. try the invincibility. Oh, the unlimited stamina. I, I I don't really need that, but the the health. No, stamina's fine. The second boss. Yeah, pain in the butt. But yeah, that's that's about it. It's fun. Yeah, I like tuning. People say it's like a like Zelda. Dark Souls, but I think it's more of it just scratches that dungeon quality itch for me, kind of like the exploration, it does. music. Yeah. They got this fox around, hitting things with a stick in the beginning. It, it's, I was thinking about how, like, I when I'm done with this, I should try to find a couple other games, uh, kind of like it, so I'll have to dig around that. Oh, look, have you, you played Death's Door? Oh, Death's Door is so good. Yeah, yeah, Death's Door is really good. I guess. It's is another it kind of. Is, is it on Game Pass? I think so. <laughs> I don't... It I was. I'm not sure. It's worth paying for, though. I bought it. It was great. Yeah, and it's not an expensive game. I either, bought it too, but, but it ended up. I think it's it another one that's. Fast. It's oh, another yeah. one similar yeah. where they're riffing on Zelda and doing you yeah. know fun things with it. I like you know a little bit of dungeon crawling. Ooh, it is on Game Pass. Ooh, I like the art style. Okay, I'll take your. Yeah. I'll take your Instead of a little fox, you're a little bird guy. Like a, I think you're a crow, if I remember right. I could jump on that train. Yeah, but I've, I've been playing it. Plus, you know, got to play the Zest and Love. Play it. I'll probably play it. Eh, I don't know. Like, two months ago, I'd say I played my PS5 the most. But now I'm kind of like, I would say, I, sorry, I play the Switch the least, but I play P, probably probably the PS5 is most PC. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I've been doing. The only other thing is uh, I had a massive garage sale recently. Uh, me and three guys got together. Two other guys got together. Three of us had a yard sale on Friday, Saturday. Around here, lots of people don't work on Fridays. And yeah, had video games and collectibles in the ad. And holy cow, a ton of people. And we did very, very good. One of my friends made almost. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you, you said you, you didn't send any pictures, but you said you had a ton of, oh. they had a ton of stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you pictures. 
and oh, make, send pictures, and now go. Oh man, I, oh. I would have bought that. Actually, funny. The funny thing is, he uh, he had a deal going with a whatnot seller from Seattle too that was going to buy the leftovers. So no matter what, he's still gonna. He was still gonna yeah. do really, really well. He had a Genesis, <laughs> bunch of. Uh, he had a few Super Nintendo stuff. He had a Sega Master System with a couple games, common stuff. So I, I thought I think yeah. he already had. Them. Probably. Genesis was mostly common. There was nothing. Twenty or dollar game at most. Yeah, he had like half of the stuff was complete and bought. I tell you but that. Yeah, anymore, game. it's just game. It's too expensive. I, I don't even look. I don't even look at, for retro games online anymore. Yeah, you know, I used to. It's like, oh, let me hit up Facebook and say, I don't even look anymore because it's just like everybody wants way too much for them. And I mean, I'm not saying that's not the value of them. I mean, according to all the grading things, those are the values of them. But still. Oh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I was trying to think, like, I think on Saturday, some guy showed up and he bought the 3360 he had with a couple games. I think he had a, a two, one S and these hard drives. And he bought my PlayStation 3. I had an extra one for yards. Yeah. Another yard sale, actually. Which, <clears throat> and it had a sign on it that said, HDMI has issues, including AV cable. Yeah. The guy didn't even haggle. He just bought everything. He probably spent like six. He bought a bunch of other games too. And I'm like, who cares? That kind of money at a yard sale. I don't know, but I, that seems to be the thing right now is people are hacking 360s and PlayStation 3s, and then they're selling them for about twice as what you could sell just a base, well, yeah, yeah, regular system for. It seems to be the thing right now. That's what everybody wants. I don't. Well, you know, what's even crazy too is like I understand like the PS5 is out, but if you want like PT in particular, people are selling PS4s still with PT installed since you can't re-download that anymore yep. from the yeah. PlayStation Network either. For like, oh my god, thousand plus dollars it's insane i I, I had mine on there i almost did when i got my playstation 4 but i just hit the erase button yeah. <laughs> hit the format button. like that's just stupid yeah PT, it's dumb. whether yeah. you like it and think it's the best thing ever in the world it's still not worth a thousand bucks no, no, come not. on plus there's also it's also been ported to pc and i've played it and it runs beautifully it's the same yeah. thing like it's it's obviously illegal but uh, you know, is it you illegal? Want it, I mean, it's not a game that ever. Is, I mean, point. to me, that's to me that just seems like a gray area. I don't, I don't know if it I would the, really. Yeah, uh, no, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that, that's just me personally not feeling bad because you know. Well, especially like, yeah, especially since like, like I mean, it, it was free to money. begin with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, no, that's interesting. And you're just taking it away from everybody. I mean, why don't you just leave yeah. it up? Who cares? Yeah, Sony. Yeah, I would. <laughs> It, it was pretty interesting just to see lots of people coming in, and we put like no no early birds, uh, or early birds paid double, just because I don't want to. Uh, all my stuff is priced, buddy. My one buddy still had to price his stuff. I don't just. But when you have a yard sale like that, and you list like games, collectible sale. Oh yeah, my other buddy had a bunch of action figures, wrestling stuff from the '80s, and like He-Man stuff that I mean I know He-Man, but the wrestling I don't know at all. Yeah. But people showed up. To buy that stuff. It was- that's that's the hotness right now in the collectible thing is figures, new and old. I mean, like I've got, I finally got um, the bat six inch GI Joe. At one point, these were seventy five dollars a piece. They're twenty dollars in store. And in fact, when I went to Walmart and bought them, they were seventeen dollars in store when they finally got them in stock. But people are buying this crap up and then selling them for three times the worth. But you know. You know, yeah. but but I, I'm not paying that for it. Plus, I got two, one regular and one battle damage. Um, <laughs> <it's> like, 
Hey, it was my favorite battle damage. Hey, this this was he was my favorite GI Joe when I was a kid, and it looks just like the one from when I was a kid. And as soon as I saw it, I went, I gotta have it. And that's yeah, that's I, the people that are buying the toys now. It's it's not kids. It's it's us old guys from yeah. the '80s that the ones you know, with the money now. Yeah, the ones yeah, instead it, of the yeah. kids. Right? I'm the captain now. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it, it, it was interesting to see people that uh, came to the sale. Um, that were looking for particular stuff and mm-hmm. people wanted to haggle and my buddy wouldn't haggle like i know that guy he's got a store online he's just dumping mm-hmm. we're not giving a deal like yeah we're not gonna give him a deal give see but and you're you're in that you're in that crowd of i go to yard sales so i see these guys i know these guys yeah. i sell online i see Heather, them Heather. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and Awful. and now I have a yard sale, and they're all coming to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like okay. So there was a guy, um, a nice guy with a family, he bought a Genesis, like a model, um, a handful of like common games, a couple Sonic, a couple sports games. Yeah, about combat. Buying it for his kids, right? His kids were there, and he's like, "I'm going to show them how to play Genesis and stuff." And he's looking at my stuff, and he, I had brought my extra pound cable for Genesis, mm. right? And I said, "It's not the best option, but if you want it, throw it in for free." Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, here you go, man. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy playing on a modern team. Enjoy playing game. Yeah, exactly. Because the next day, I got on eBay, and a couple of the items that my buddies sold, um, one of my buddies had a a Saturn Kai card. Uh, yeah. It's a, you know, four-in-one mm-hmm. uh, plus action replay. You know what it does. Yeah, I've, I've got one. Game, freezer free, right? Yeah. It's about a $75 item. <clears throat> he sold it. He's going a different direction. He said he sold it for like 30 bucks. He said, he's like, I don't care. The guy wanted whatever. Because the guy bought a bunch of stuff. Yeah. The next day, I found it on eBay from that guy that bought it. Oh, yeah. it like uh-huh. 100 bucks. I told my friend, I'm like, eh, whatever, dude. We sold it. You got it out of your house. Happy. Yeah. As long as everybody's happy, who cares? It's like yeah, my I PlayStation was- 4 that I sold. You know, I sold it when I got my... When I got my Pro, I ended up selling my old PlayStation 4, sold it for $200. And like the very next day, the people that sold it put it right back on Facebook for 250 <laughs> It was like, that was dumb, but whatever, you know, I mean. Yeah, how much is your time worth? Yeah, if you think if you think making an extra 50 bucks is a good deal, hey, go for it, you know. I, yeah, I well, care. that's the thing, is this like, I mean, is it really worth, that, just, that seems like an exhaustive process, yeah. too, mm-hmm. just like, just doing what is essentially like this domino effect of like, I'll buy it from you, all right, let me put it up, and then mm-hmm. another person's going to buy it from you, and then yeah. they'll, they'll make it even higher than what they bought it for, and so on and so forth. It's just like, there's got to be a cap at some point. where. It's just oh, like, yeah, there is. Cap. I mean, especially like, when you're in the same area, you know, I could see it yeah. if you're in a different area, maybe demand was a little higher but when you're in the same area it's like why you know it's like the guy that owns the the one retro store that we have close um he there for a while any post that was up he was buying and he was he was cutting cutting deals right and left undercutting people and I, and I know there was a lot of deals that I saw that, you know, I was taking at face value and he was coming in and go, well, I'll give you And now he has a store full of overpriced stuff and nobody buys it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's a store, it's full, it's full of yeah. awesome things, but they're marked up so high that nobody around here can afford them. You know, if they weren't buying them when they were cheap on Facebook, you think they're going to come to a store and buy them for two times what you were, what they could have got it for on Facebook. No, they're not. They're just like, eh, go in and look. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wild. Yeah. It was, that's wild. It was, it's a it whole subculture. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely interesting. It was good to meet people. We met some other guys in the community that they're in the gaming groups that 
they were looking for particular things or they want to talk about doing a trade night in the future and stuff like that. So those guys were cool. And, yeah. You know, it was good to have the sale, hang out with my friends, sell some stuff. Yeah, and when yeah, we were when we were hard, yard, you know, going to yard sales hard around here, we met a lot of I met a lot of guys like that, you know, retro player guys that you know that I didn't even know were here. Um, you know, so it's always good to to have I your sent, own and have people come in. Yeah, I, I sent I sent you a few of the pictures. Too. You can look. <clears> oh, okay, I'll I'll look at just random stuff. It, some of the Genesis stuff that I sent, he didn't actually bring. He had put it like in the ad, and he bring it. And he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save some. <laughs> What was? Where was that at? Oh, it, it went early. Mostly, <laughs> I, mean, I had a I had a couple like uh, third party GameCube brought, and I, I, I let it go like five dirty. Yeah, I must. I put them in the ad. Ooh, just ask. You have other GameCube games? Uh, and I was like, oh man, I don't. This is what I have. A couple X, a couple controllers. I think maybe I have a memory card in this box. Ooh, man, what is yeah, that? Is that, I, is that Sonic Two? Is that one twenty five, or is that? That one's really went up in price. Yeah, there's most. Of, yeah, he all all that all those prices on his stuff. That's my buddy with the sticky notes. Yeah, I'll send. I'll send some. Look at all those box all NES that, games. Jeez, it all went. He, he couldn't. People were literally throwing cash at him. He was making <laughs> deals too. He was like, and this is all stuff he picked up from a huge lot, like a a what is it? several months ago oh is he the out. one that you sent all those pictures to me before and it's like look yeah. at all this yeah and he got he bought, I, he bought out a big a big collection from like a like a guy that had it garage and filth just gross stuff he had to spend a lot yeah not picture of the the bunch of the games he spent hours and hours cleaning like he bought all these uh this huge stack of places um and they had been like kept in an area that got a bunch of blood damage so the uh... case was, like covered in dirty sticky water he said he spent like hours this and like steaming the manuals and stuff he said he had a toss wow yeah i've been there and done that so that's ah. just, yeah that's it was good his his stuff brought in a lot of customers and it, it, it was good yeah it was, cool people were happy yeah there looked like there was a lot of good stuff there so <clears throat> all right nathaniel that's it. i'm done gents what's what you got here what is v rising i've never heard of it <laughs> v rising is the new early access hotness on pc here something uh, so i saw a video or two on it and it came out this week so i was like it's 20 bucks so i just had to try it out because it's oh, pretty polished geez. for a uh, early access game was its reputation and it kind of is it's got some stuff in there like that's missing like settings wise that'd be like hey it'd be nice to have a mouse sensitivity slider that'd be cool but <laughs> like, yeah, whatever <laughs> i think we got an email from them about a review code and i didn't I didn't because it's on PC, so, so it's kind of hard. V Rising to... is kind of like a cross between a survival game like Valheim or a million others, plus Diablo. Yeah. Uh, like an ARPG kind of thing, because you play as a vampire, so they flip the kind of day-night cycle backwards, so the more time is at night, and then you have daylight hours that you have to stay in the shadows, or you burn in the sun, because you're a vampire. <laughs> And, you know, there's some stuff with, like, gear and other things you can do to kind of give you more resistance so you can be out in the sun a little bit longer before it starts just destroying you, because, good lord. <laughs> like, anytime you step in the sun, you get, like, kind of this lens flare-looking thing that gets brighter and brighter for, you know, a few seconds before you actually start taking damage. So you're, like, running from one spot to the next to kind of get to another shaded area or something if you can, if you get 
caught out somewhere. But if you don't, it just starts burning away your health very quickly, and you can hardly see anything on the screen because it's gotten really, really bright. So, you know, be careful in the sunlight because you're a vampire. Yeah, I got a, I've got the PR emails from this because it, it caught my attention because it said it was PvE and PvP with servers up to 40 people. I was like, Yeah, you can pick what kind of way you want to play. I'm playing by myself on right. my own thing with nobody else on it because I didn't care. So they have different flavors. You can have do PvE where you can't do any damage to other players and you can't like loot their bases or anything. You can do regular PvP where you can fight people and do damage and you can loot certain things. And there's like a even more hardcore version where I think that your whole base can be looted out and destroyed and all sorts of stuff. And then they have, I think, like a... I don't know if they're actually active or not because I haven't looked at because I don't care about the multiplayer side of it where you can do kind of like uh, duos or something where you pair up or whatever so everybody's like paired up with people or you can do one where you're all by yourself so I don't know like on the regular ones you can set up clans to, so you can group up with people all kinds of kind of typical stuff that you might see in those kind of games yeah. I don't know how well that works because I haven't been doing that I've just played about maybe four or five hours of it so far by myself just on my own you know server thing you can go click and just be like hey start your own server apparently they're going to be adding offline play as well at some point because a lot of people have been like hey why can't you play offline if you want to play by yourself right so at some point theoretically that will come in and you know it's still early access so there's gonna be a bunch of different stuff they're gonna be adding yeah but anyway like you said you play as a vampire but you also are chopping trees and you know, knocking down stone and other things to get materials <laughs> And you're running around the map, and there's like different areas you can find, like a wolf den or a bandit camp or a uh, creepy graveyard that has skeletons in it. And each area has like different enemies and different uh, kind of loot drops that you can get there. And then at this point, I think there's 30 or so mini bosses in the game. And the part of the way you progress and get new powers is you go and kill one of these mini bosses they give you like a new you know unlock a new vampire power or this or that so i've only done one i killed a wolf and now i have wolf form which is nice because it lets you travel faster across the map (laughs) it looks really cool yeah so it's it's set up kind of like it well i say it's like diablo's the camera is that isometric thing Mm. and you can kind of zoom in and out a bit but and you can you can tilt a little bit. I wish it tilted more than it lets you, uh, but you know, that's something that maybe they'll adjust over time, or maybe they're just like, no, this is what we want to do. I don't know. But you're running around. Unlike, say, Diablo, though, you're not doing all a bunch of inputs through just clicking. There's a lot of different controls, so you're you know, doing your keys to walk around, and your mouse is kind of like aiming. So you have to aim, like if you're casting a spell, you have to point it where you're going. You can't just like lock onto an enemy. You have to like aim for it. And then you have like, you have different weapons like swords or spears that do different things. And then as you upgrade them and get better swords and spears, they have special moves. So I just uh, crafted a spear the, uh, earlier today that's do the special move and it's just like rapid fire jabs just like (laughs) (laughs) and then it's on a cooldown so like a lot of the abilities are in cooldowns you have like a magic casting thing where you have like a uh you shoot out kind of like a little weird projectile thing it does damage 
and then you have like a little vampire dash thing and there are all these things are on cooldown so you can't just like spam them right. so if you're in the middle of a bunch of guys and then you dash away but then they surround you again you have to wait a few seconds before you can try and dash away again <laughs> but uh yeah you, you don't have xp in the game you all your progression is through kind of like survival game uh things where you're like save minecraft or whatever you start with wooden tools and you get stone tools and then you get you know iron tools it's similar to that where you get better gear from finding new crafting materials so that you can now craft this cooler gear so which means you can go to this other area because you have better weapons and armor so that now you can get different materials so that you can craft even better gear and that's kind of how the progression in the game works Hmm. and then you also have like base building type stuff in there so you have kind of this uh, I forget what the card is, but it's like the heart of your base that you have to give it blood essence, mm. which matters if you're on like a full server that's on all the time because it's basically consuming it. And then is if it runs out of this material, then your base will start to de- decay. But if you're on by yourself, then it doesn't matter because the server is paused when you're not on it. So if nobody's on it, time isn't running. Mm, I gotcha. Because I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play. Let me put a bunch of stuff in here so it's like, hey, you know, 30 hours of time. And then I get back on earlier today. I was like, still 30 hours left. I'm like, okay, so it, that's good to know. It's not running while I'm away. But yeah, you get different, you know, it's kind of like a tile-based system where you have that and you have to expand a border. So you craft a thing that kind of uh, allows you to build your walls, your floors, your crafting stations, your lumber mills, anything that you're doing to kind of like process different materials or whatever you get. And then as you upgrade your you know main heart of your base thing, you can expand it even further and you get more materials and make cool stone walls and... Oh. I've only gotten a little bit into that so far because playing by yourself, it takes time to do a lot of these things. And like yeah. I said, I've only played about four hours of it or so. I have to get that. like a taste of it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it looks so really yeah, neat. Was, yeah, I saw like a video on it uh, definitely from was, definitely like. Was yeah, like SkillUp put a video out on it like the day before it came out on early access, and I watched a couple of things, and one of my friends started playing it too, and so I was like, okay. I'll spend twenty bucks on that to try it out, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, I'll yeah, be curious looks, to see kind of what they add to it over time. Yeah, it looked real interesting in the uh, the email that they sent. Uh, yeah, so, like you have things in there too of like, hey, if you want to get extra of your you know stuff when you're harvesting, so if you're chopping down trees, you need to use your axes because they give plus twenty five percent to uh, damage or yield or something or other whatever word i'm looking for for trees you can still knock it down with your big hammer but it doesn't give you as much stuff so you use the hammer on stone or minerals and then you use the sword to cut grasses or you use the spear for uh killing creatures because you get you know it gives you more resources and stuff to do that Hmm. so yeah i'm sure there's probably a lot more weird stuff as you get into it like crazy powers because you have all sorts of like uh different class like classes of magic in the uh, upgrade tree there's like five or six i think different types of magic that you can eventually do oh, wow. i haven't unlocked none of it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's like it looks been, like it's a pretty big at, map too 
I've been wanting to get uh, V Rising because I've had some press releases uh, recently sent to me, and like every time I get a new one, I keep looking into it more, and I'm just like, ah, should I? Because like, part of me wants to request a review code, but I'm just I'm doing so much at the moment that yeah. like I just don't know. But and it's early access, so I don't want to judge something so early on. But it looks great, and it, from what you're saying, it, it sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, you you put the early access lens on it, and you're like, okay, it still feels like there's some stuff in here that like, yeah. okay, you could tell that it's like. They're probably going to expand on this or something in the future, but there's a lot in there already, and like the user interface and all that stuff is really well done. It runs fairly well, at least on my machine, and yeah, you know, it, it's way better than a lot of early access games yeah, are, yeah. for sure. So, I just love vampires in general too. So yeah, <laughs> uh, so it's been out since thing. Tuesday, I think it came out, and it's yeah. already. I think by before, like I think I saw something yesterday on Friday that it's already over five hundred thousand people have gotten it. So it's not quite as runaway immediately hit as something like Valheim. Valheim was, but also like immediately. Like, like, but it's yeah. still building that, and it's going to. Yeah. It's going to steamroll enough that. I like, also feel like with a lot of early access games to something like Valheim like those are what you wish to hit but more than off more often than not oh, that's yeah. not going to be the case so like yeah, no. you know that's but it's still kind of like the it feels like it's the it indie game for the moment uh yeah. kind of like Valheim was just not quite to the same degree at least yet right yeah and like any of those like if they continue and do well and then they come out on the with their 1.0 release that gets them another big bump of players mm, so yeah it's yeah. it's going to do pretty well i'm not sure how big the studio is it said in the it said in the press emails that I've been getting there a Swedish studio, so I think they're fairly small. I know nothing about it, but it seems like everybody, whenever they're talking about V Rising Online, are always mentioning Battle Right because that's the last game that they did. Mm-hmm. Oh. Stunlock Studios is the name Stunlock, of them. Yeah. yeah, and like apparently Battle Right was really cool, but then they like screwed over the community with it somehow. So there's a lot of people in YouTube comments being all like, "Oh, I'll never trust them again," and other people yeah. like, "Oh, it's just, it's a different game, whatever." It's just like, okay, I'll ignore that because I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a second chance. It's a different game, and you know maybe hopefully they'll take some of those learnings and teachings and. Yeah, I don't even know the context of it either. I just like yeah. okay, I've seen the name Battle Right. I have no idea what it was other than some sort of like a combat multiplayer combat yeah. something game. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I mean we're, yeah. this isn't you know a situation like uh, yeah, but it's not like a situation like uh, what is it uh, uh, evolve right? It's not right. like that where that studio is like. They didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and who knows? Maybe they haven't. I don't know. But if it's if the people's problem with it seems to be on the multiplayer side of things that I'm ignoring anyway, so it's fine. If I get some, you know, hours enjoying this kind of survival, yeah. whatever vampire game, that's all I want. Really wanted out of it. So, I will surely have that because there's quite a bit of stuff in there to do that I have not gotten to yet, even though it's early access. So. Other than that, I've been playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West, play a few more hours out again since last time, slowly expanding my map west. I think I've got about two-thirds or so of it kind of uncovered. Uh, not fully explored, but just like, hey, I did that tall neck, so now I can see a big chunk of the map yeah. <laughs> that I couldn't see before. I've done... I just... I haven't gone back to the base to, like complete complete it yet but i just finished the third of kind of three big main missions that you get kind of early on where it's like hey you have these three things go do them you know in whatever order you want so i just did the third of those and i have to go back into the base and turn it in and 
trigger whatever the next big story be is. But instead, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go run off here into you know the middle of the desert and do this weird Vegas side quest. That's one weird thing about this game is they've actually named places by their real names. Mm, okay, yeah. So like San Francisco and Vegas have been mentioned. I don't remember if there's any other one. That. It's not often, and it's only more like in the context of like, hey, Aloy knows this stuff because she has access to all the extra you know, yeah, information yeah. that the focus, and then there's more characters that have focuses as well in this game. So it's not like everybody's running around like, hey, Welcome let's to go Vegas. here. This, this place <laughs> that we knew what it was. In a minute. Where you been? <laughs> where, where you been? I moved to New York. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, and then like the Vegas one, you don't. It doesn't even call it that until you know that it is from basically you playing it because you get there and it's in the middle of the desert, and it's kind of like you know your story mission took you there, and then you go through all this stuff underground and then you come back out and all these like hologram lights have been turned down, uh, turned on, so it's like the middle of the night, uh, scripted to be that way. I'm assuming so that when you come back outside, it's like look at all these crazy lights and things everywhere. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I get it, and you're like. When you're underground, you're going through some like ruined casino, basically, kind of a thing. So, you if you if you're you know thinking even a little bit, you're pretty much putting two to two together. It's like, right. oh, this is supposed to be Vegas, <laughs> even though it looks nothing like it because it's all under the sand. That's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's the Resident Evil Extinction version. God, I hate that movie, but we won't talk about. That. <laughs> Which number was that? I don't, I don't remember. Is that, that was the fourth four. one. Yeah, I never got past one. So. Was it? No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was the third one. That was the third one actually, because there was third one. Oh yeah, yeah, this is the was... third one. You're right, you're yeah. right. Because that's the one that I skip all the time. The fourth one I actually liked a lot, but uh, but yeah, that third one is the worst one. I don't acknowledge that one. I hate that one. Forget that movie. I've seen that one once. I think sure I've seen a lot of the other ones. More even than that's once. too much. The second one's my favorite. Yeah, that one's good. mostly because the monster makeup in that one was fun, and they're not all CG in that movie yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yet, (laughs) because they certainly went that route with that movie series yeah that's what I'm playing alright Dennis you're up I can't wait to hear about Evil Dead it sounds so so riveting and exciting that I'm glad I didn't want it riveting so okay well we'll, we'll, sounds like a a rip off game With uh, give us some of that piece of that pie that we see these other games being popular. Hey, we've got this bread. Let's do it. That's yeah. what it seems like. That's <laughs> what I was afraid. Yeah. Is that the was. case, Dennis? Is that the case? I was I was afraid of that too, but I'm gonna keep everyone on their toes because I'm gonna save that one. I'm okay. gonna save that all one right, for right. like towards 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 the end because okay. the other ones are like are shorter games. That's the one I've spent the most time on out of everything that I've played. Gotcha. Okay. But let me get through the short ones and then you know because I really want to sink in deep. With all that right. One, okay. So. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait. Get his uh, teeth into that tasty Evil Dead. Oh, <laughs> this taste of decomposition and <laughs> rigor mortis. It's, ah, it's rigor mortis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. So I'll, I'll start off with. Um, uh, so a lot of these games um, have been recently uh, coming to Game Pass, and I've just been playing a lot of Game Pass stuff lately. There's just been a Game Pass just been killing it lately. So oh, I've yeah. just been uh, just playing a lot of stuff from that. I know you mentioned Trek to Yomi earlier, John. Uh, uh, the reason why I didn't put it on here is because I figured like one of you would have talked about it. Um, and uh, but yeah, because I mean I did beat it since the last time I talked gotcha. about it. Okay. And, yeah. 
It is an amazing game. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It's yeah. it's fantastic and uh, and yeah. But we already talked. I about got that, done so. playing. I I got done playing at three o'clock in the morning. I sent my buddy a message and I was like, "Yeah, you're going to want this game. You'll like it." <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. It's great. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, another indie game though that came out recently. This one's uh, more of a kickstarted game. Uh, this one's called A Uden Chronicle Rising. I've been playing a little bit of that. I haven't put too many hours into that. But reason being is because. When this game got announced, it was announced as like a two-part game, right? So this game, there's a Yudin Chronicles Rising, and then there's a second one called the Yudin Chronicle 100 Heroes. That one doesn't come out until 2023, though. So they pretty much were developing two games in tandem, and this was the first of the two games. Um, I don't know if they're related. I don't believe so. I think they're two completely separate games, but they take place in a similar universe. So this one's more of a side-scrolling um, uh, RPG versus uh, the other one, which is more of like an actual, um, just more detailed uh, uh, RPG. They're still RPGs, but the way they're sort of... Um, uh, portrayed and the gameplay and the mechanics are very very different. So, huh, but but yeah, I've been playing a little bit of it, and I it's one of those games where it's unfortunate that when you see so much promise in a game on an artistic level, and then you begin to play it and you realize, oh, they have the artistic prowess. And they have a lot of talent at the studio, you can absolutely tell. But something happened in the course of, not necessarily development, but something happened in the course of just designing the gameplay where they kind of felt inexperienced. Because the gameplay overall, to me, feels very shallow, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going to have your typical sort of RPG um, um mechanics in there so you have a skill tree right you have a team of or party of four uh or three and uh and you just kind of go throughout this adventure um the game's not particularly grindy um which i which i appreciate not like echo generation which i talked about a couple podcasts ago so it's definitely playable uh for even short bursts but this was a game that i expected to put in like hours into like per session not just overall but per session but I ended up finding myself only actually spending about 30 to 45 minutes at a time uh, mm-hmm. playing this game because I eventually got to a point where I got bored, honestly. You know, And it's sad to say, but even though I'm enjoying my time with it, because it has a lot of charm, but even though I'm enjoying my time with it, I'd be lying, I'd be lying if, I, if I didn't say that it didn't feel generic, right? Mm-hmm. And... It does. It would. It just kind of loses its soul after a while. And I hope it's mm. not a particularly long game because the game's not expensive either. It's like fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's fifteen bucks. I'm looking at it on Steam right now. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, thankfully I'm playing it through Game Pass, and uh, I play a little bit on the Series S, then play a little bit on the Series X, then play a little bit on the cloud actually. And I think it definitely fits the most on the cloud. So I'm sure does people it? who are playing it, okay. yeah. Uh, but primarily because I'm using the Kishi sort of, uh, you know, the gamepad. So well, let me just, just uh, get up my, uh, my, uh, yeah. my streaming <laughs> machine <laughs> here, and let me just. just uh, let me tell. <laughs> I was inter- well, I've been very interested in it. I just haven't booted it up yet. I, I haven't downloaded it yet, but I haven't played. You know, I hadn't. Yeah, put it'll it get up you in really quick. Like it, it's not one of those RPGs that see, a lot of RPGs do this, where it's just like, let me let's spend an hour and a half either going through this dialogue or yeah. all these cutscenes before you actually get to play the game, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and even though I'm a fan of that type of stuff, it does 
get to a point where some games I'm just like, God, just let me play. Yeah, when I don't, when I'm very limited on time, I don't like that. There's one game that was on Game Pass. I guess it's still there. That came out a couple months ago. That I was like, Ooh, that Eternity something something. something." Oh, okay. Uh, What was it? Yes, I actually got a code for this. Um, Eterna, not Eterna Rising, is it? Oh gosh, now I'm gonna have to look through there and see what it was because I have it in my emails. I. I I went to play it and it was just forever to get oh, started yeah. and it was I just I couldn't take it anymore. It was like no, I'm I'm done. Oh, what was that called? And I'll probably know. never find it. Um, it no, uh, it aggravates me when I can't remember. I can't remember things, and now I can't get my fingers to work. Edge of Eternity. Yeah, I think that's there it. Let yeah. me look at the. Yeah, that game. I I couldn't play it. It was the first few minutes. I mean, it, it took forever for it to get started. It was a long cutscene. This do a little, <laughs> go four feet. Now another cutscene. The voice acting was not good in it. I just sounds like the they named person. it accurately. Then yeah. <laughs> And it was like, at the time, it was like, no, I just want to play. I've got an hour, uh, you know, an hour and a half. I don't have time to sit and listen to 45 minutes of dialogue and 10 minutes of gameplay. I just don't, you know, it's like, and then I started to play. I was like, this is not that great. And, you know, I waited 45 minutes to finally get into it. And then I was like, eh, uninstall, you know, it was like. Mm. So, I installed it with the intention of playing it. I actually never booted it up i uninstalled it the other day actually so it's funny you bring this up just because i was like i don't know when i'm gonna get around to this but basically a lot of the criticisms that, that i heard echo what you've been saying especially with the voice acting that just oh, hasn't been horrible oh, um so but yeah i got sent a code for some reason i didn't ask for one but it just i just got sent one but i was looking forward to it you know so that's why i redeemed it and i was gonna play it before i even realized it was gonna be on game pass um but <laughs> My biggest problem with uh, games like this is exactly what you just said, where, where it's like, if you're going to give me a cutscene, and then I'm finally playing, and I walk four feet and another cutscene mm-hmm. starts, why Ooh, did you yeah. end the cutscene to begin with? Yeah, exactly. You know? it, why? That, that's the part that drives me the most crazy out of any game period. This isn't just an RPG thing, too. I've seen this happen in a lot of other games, platformers. Oh, yeah, game. yeah, I have too. Yeah, yeah. it could be anything yeah. from, you know, the indie to the AAA. We've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's you everywhere. Know, so if it's, it, if it's like... Uncharted or something, you know, if it's something interesting, then fine. You know, Final sure. Final Fantasy but has But even Uncharted problem. doesn't do that. No, so. uh, yeah, but no, it doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, you, but, uh, uh, but uh, using Five them as an example. Yeah, I'm using them as an example. There's you know, a lot. But, Things that'll do that where it seems like what you're doing is we want to put some gameplay here, but their idea of gameplay is walking four feet. That's not gameplay, guys. Stop doing that. That's one of the things that's turned me off of a lot of the Final Fantasy games, you know, the newer Final Fantasy games. They're like that. It's just I sit down, I watch this huge scrolling opening scene, the credits roll, and then I'm like, okay, here I'm gonna play. Nope, I got another 10 minutes of dialogue talking about this going back and forth and we're walking outside and we're going to do this. Oh, we're attacked. When am I going to get to play this game? And it's like, you know what? I'm 40 minutes into it and I've played five minutes. I'm out. I'm done. You know, I don't care I'll if it's uh, it just, it aggravates me. I don't yeah. got time for that crap anymore. I just don't. No, it, it's, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> I, again, I don't mind long cutscenes. If anything, I love them. But again, 
the part that annoys me the most is when a cutscene is over, regardless of how you feel about it, and then you're finally in control, but to walk just a few feet only for another one to start, mm. my god. And I yes. say this time and time and time again, why did you let yeah. me go into control if you weren't ready to end that cutscene just yet? You're, you're you know, not you Metal make Gear. It <laughs> but it just it drives me it drives me up the wall it really does yeah and that's what turned me off of that one game it was like no and that's what i was afraid of with this one it's like and so every time yeah, i was very hesitant to go oh, let me know no i don't have time for you know, it let me know no, this one's have... definitely yeah this one's a lot more streamlined and i it, it, you've it, chances are you've played games like this before too where yeah. they, they take more of a side-scrolling aspect to rpgs yeah you do have a hub world you go into um but you're going to be visiting a lot of different places and honestly i like the art direction a lot like the art like the illustrations and everything yeah, it's really nice yeah but again, I'd be lying if I said it didn't feel a little bit generic, which is why, unfortunately, I've only been able to, to put 30 to 45 minutes at a time while playing this, because it does get to a point where I'm just like, ugh, like, you know, everything feels either cliche or like, I've done this before, and it's like, mm. I, I, whenever I play a new game, I want a new experience, right? Like, it doesn't need to feel unique, you don't need to be, not every game needs to be some weird Kojima game, right? But right, like, yeah. But I, but I just want... I want you to immerse me. I want you to. I want it to be captivating, and I want it to. I want you to give me a reason to keep playing. And if this feels almost like a reskin of something else that I've played, then that's when things start to become a little, eh, you know. Yeah. So, um, and unfortunately, that is kind of the case here. But again, there's enough charm, um, and the gameplay is is fluid enough that you know I, I do want to stick with it. But I haven't been putting anywhere near as much time as I thought I would have, because I was ready to spend. Like I was like, oh, this will be my next big indie RPG, you know. <clears throat> I'm up hours into this game, really enjoy it. Uh, again, unfortunately, not the case. Um, mm. So, but you know, it's it's you know, but it is what it is. I'm gonna uh, try it but, out. Bro. Yeah, it's it's worth a try. It's worth a try. Um, there's definitely dialogue, but again, it, it don't. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be like Edge of Eternity. You'll be able to. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I was worried about I'm, that too. I'm so. not asking for you know uh, Academy Award winning voice acting, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would like no, something no. a little better than uh, a bad dub of a Japanese movie. Um, you know. Well, here, here's the thing, <laughs> right? Well, here's the thing. Here's I'll do you one even better. Where you know, if you can't get good voice acting, it's okay to get no voice acting at all. Exactly. That's the case yeah. here, right? Where like there is no vo no voice acting, so it feels very old school too. And I, I love yeah. that retro rpg feel so it's just going to be dialogue so any voice you hear is strictly in your head <laughs> you know yeah, okay, it's not, cool. yeah, I'm you fine know, with yeah that. so you can make your own voices if okay, you want yeah. you know mark hamill to voice the main character who's a 16 year old girl yep. go for it yeah you know she'll sound so exactly you like the joker <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah that's that's one of the games i've been i've been playing on xbox game pass um uh, another one which has not been on Xbox Game Pass, but also a fairly newer game, new, newish. A game technically came out almost ten years ago. Um, right. So, which, by the way, if you haven't played it since then, you'll you're about to get an achievement <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I'm talking about the Stanley Parable. Uh, the newest one that just came out is called Ultra Deluxe, and it's so funny how they named it. I don't want to spoil it because if you've played Stanley Parable before. You know how ridiculous that game is. It's so good. It's amazing that game. It's fantastic. Um, but it's that a very, game, very funny game. It is. It is hilarious. It's very self-aware. It's very witty. Um, I, but it's it's just it's also good at the same time. And it's probably one of the most clever. I mean, could you call it a walking simulator? I I, I don't know. I feel like you could get away with. Kind it. Kind of, but yeah. Yeah. 
Like, you're it, very much playing the Stanley parable to walk through it and hear what the voiceover guy is narrating what you're doing yeah. and finding all the weird Easter eggs yeah. and like, okay, now this time through, what, what if I go down this hallway instead? That kind of stuff. It's very much yeah. about the comedicness in both the voiceover and then what you're doing and how it interprets what you're doing, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is essentially a remaster that also includes console ports of the game. Um, and there's so much more to it, but again, it's so self-aware, right? Because when you think of Ultra Deluxe, you think of a lot of games that now abuse those terms where you see deluxe editions right or like you know though they put ultra as almost like this definitive package you know in a and I, when you say ultra deluxe combined like that it immediately makes me think ubisoft <clears throat> because they have a deluxe and then they'll have like an ultra deluxe yeah. or even ea does this sometimes yeah, yeah like <laughs> they don't have just one like like as dumb as it is it kind of sort of makes sense to have a regular and then a deluxe edition even though all you're getting is some stupid skins or whatever call it that but if you're doing like three or four different editions on a game right when it comes out it's like come on <laughs> ubisoft has like seven or eight different different editions for the same skew it is wild mm-hmm. it is wild they'll do yeah. that it's wild but uh but yeah but but stanley parable pokes a lot of fun at games like that right a lot of remasters and remakes that use those terms and again i don't i don't want to spoil it because it's a great game and if you love stanley parable you're gonna love ultra deluxe because again it's self-aware and it makes fun a lot uh, um of those sorts of uh, uh a lot a lot of that terminology is made fun of right and it's not immediately apparent like when i was first playing it i was like this is identical to to what i was first playing but then you start to get into the extra content and the way they give you that, that extra content is so good. It is because it's not done in a, in a traditional sense. And that's about as far as I'll say. Uh, because, I, again, if you love Stanley Parable, please do yourself a favor and play Ultra Deluxe because it's it's just so good. Um, and they take a lot of the criticisms that people had of the original game uh, people who just didn't like that sort of experience and the way that game sort of, uh, uh, you know, played out. And again, they implement them, but not necessarily as fixes, but as, as they, they acknowledge the criticisms in their own way, but not by actually fixing the issues of the original game. Uh. They do it in a way where it's almost like, Okay, so <laughs> like yeah. that's that's kind of how they take those criticisms, uh, <laughs> but in a much more apparent way. And, and it's it's again the fourth wall breaking and the self awareness, yeah. and uh, it's just all so brilliantly written. Um, it's it's fantastic. Uh, I bought it on Xbox, played it there. I couldn't put it down. It was so good. And uh, but again, it also has that crazy achievement. I got nine out of the eleven achievements that it has because the other two are almost impossible to get. Okay, so, sorry. One of the two isn't as impossible, but the second one you literally can't help because it also wants you, again, to wait to not play the game for 10 years. Okay. <laughs> so, can you, we'll, can't you back. disconnect your system and set the clock up? Will that unlock well, Technically, it? yes. Technically, yes, I tried doing that, but it didn't work for me. There's a weird specific way to do it because I did look it up, and some people have been successful, some people haven't been. Gotcha. And But it, it works better on PC. <laughs> Trying to do it on the Xbox was a little 
was a little finicky. Gotcha. Um, I haven't been successful in it yet personally, but I know it's an easy. It's much easier to do on PC. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, you know, on Xbox it's it's a little harder. Uh, but one, but the other one is, um, uh, you have to play for the game for the entirety of a Tuesday. <laughs> so, basically, have that game running for twenty four hours straight. <laughs> From 12 a.m. Uh, Monday leading into Tuesday until 12 a.m. Uh, leading into Wednesday. That's basically. great. Yeah, uh, it's 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 crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, otherwise I was able to get the rest of the achievements um, that were as accessible as they could be. And uh, and yeah, otherwise I'd, I'm gonna have to you know see you guys. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in 2032. I'll revisit it. But uh, but yes, but yeah, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. It's a great game. If you love the original, you're gonna love this one. But again, you need to prepare yourself not for disappointment because it does not disappoint. But prepare yourself for <sighs> again, the Ultra Deluxe part of this game is more so to poke fun of all the remasters, remakes, and sort of additions that come out now of games that utilize these terms, right? And because it is a remaster, you know, it used both of those terms simultaneously, even though you usually see them, you know, being used one or the other. Uh, but there's a reason. And there is new content. There is new content, and it's really funny. Um, but uh, you need to set your expectations right. uh and i think if you do you're gonna fall in love with it all over again um if you don't and you go in expecting stan you know a stanley parable but with like 10 hours of more content not gonna happen you know sorry to disappoint you but I mean, didn't you have 10 hours of content in the first place because yeah. it was that, a well, pretty yeah. short game when it first came out yeah so uh but uh but yeah no it's it's great um, in addition to that, um, I've been playing uh, another short game. Actually, speaking of short games, uh, a game called Neon Lore. Uh, oh, man. This game... Let me condense this. Because this game's not long, so I'm not going to speak about it for long. This game sucks. <laughs> uh, it, and it, moving right along. Wait, what? <laughs> this game is trash, man. Um, it is... It, it, they took... No, I no. think they tried to cap. No, Go hang ahead. on, time out. Wasn't this yeah. the one that you had a giveaway for for two codes? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had I just, a giveaway. I had to pull up the thing to see the name. I was like, "That sounds familiar." It is. <laughs> I had a giveaway, and um, so here's here's the thing about that. I didn't ask to do a giveaway. The publisher, who who you know, who's nice enough. This was Playism, by the way, which I like Playism a lot. Actually, they release good content, but um, but this one was a miss, and they sent me two extra codes, and they were like, "Hey, if you want." You know, here's one for yourself, but here's two more if you want to do a giveaway. I was like, perfect. So, you know, we'll do that. They're, 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 they were just like, look, just be sure to tag us. We can retweet it and, you know, more people will see it, so on and so forth. I was like, perfect. We'll do that. So I did it. and um, But that was before I played it. And, uh, and then I ended up playing it. And I was like, oh, boy. Like, you know, God bless whoever wins this giveaway because <laughs> they're, they're going to – I'm probably going to get blocked <laughs> after this because <laughs> – <laughs> this game's not good. Basically, without me just kind of ranting on, it's the game is it 
tries to fool you by the images that are in the store, right? The images that are in the store that usually show you this beautiful cyberpunk yeah. environment, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And and like and the environment credit where credit's due is actually really nice however there's nothing to interact with except for the people that stand around and when i say stand around they are literally standing around they have little to no animations and when you walk up to them there's a big text box that shows up next to them and you read their lore and that's it hence the lore part of neon lore but that's it and then you walk around from like three or four separate locations in this sort of cyberpunk uh, uh city and they're not big locations and you can enter maybe one building in each location where you'll find an extra set of lore. And there's the most gameplay this has is basically you do these short, small, super easy puzzles um, that unlock a sort of uh, audio codec um, or audio audio log, sorry. And, and they're horribly voice acted and they're not interesting at all. And so it got to a point where like, I read the first two or three text boxes and I was like, this sucks. And so I started going around <laughs> And I just started walking up to each person really quick because the moment the text box pops up, even for half a second, you can walk away. The reason why I did that is because I, I, thought, about my, I, I thought about it and I was like, well, this game has achievements and there's literally nothing to do in this game. How much do you want to bet these achievements are literally just so long as you talk to people, you'll get achievements. Right. Sure enough, that was it. So I ran through this game in maybe 45 minutes, got a thousand gamer score. And like, and then that was it. So it's game. worth six dollars for the gamer score if you're just. I suppose, yeah. If you're, in, you know, if you're looking, around. if you're an achievement hunter, six bucks. Yeah. there you go. Yeah, it, and it's not bad for that. I mean, look, I walked away happy because of that. But mind you, what about? Uh, what about something like Switch? Because this game is available on Switch that has no achievements. Right. I'd be miserable. I'd be so angry if I played this on Switch. You know what I mean? But at least I got something out of it. I got a thousand gamer score out of it. So like as someone who does love their achievements, you know, eh, I can't be too mad. Yeah, for six you know? bucks, maybe I would but, do that. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I'll, I'll well, I'll, I'll, I have an extra code, John. I'll, I'll send you one. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll yeah. walk around for yeah. forty-five minutes and get a thousand. Forty-five achievement. minutes, John. I, yeah, I, 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 promise you. I did the same thing with uh, what was that on the three hundred and sixty uh, Airbender. Uh, <laughs> That's even shorter. You, 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 you just walk at the beginning and you start shooting things, and you just uh, see <laughs> achievements just start going bing, 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 yep. bing, bing, and yep. it's like five minutes. It's like thousand. Okay, I'm done. Didn't even get out of the. Didn't walk. Two feet, got a thousand. No. All right. I, I tried playing. I actually did that uh, about a week ago, actually, because I had that game installed for a while. Yeah. Because I was waiting for it to go on sale again, because I wanted to do that. I heard it was like an easy uh, achievement game. Let me so, tell you how was, I did it. I was working okay. at GameStop and I checked it out for the night and oh, wow. played it for five minutes and brought it back the next day. <laughs> Uh, I think it was on sale for like all of like a dollar forty nine on the Xbox. Totally store, like, worth it. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah, I was happy with it. I mean, look, I, I, I mean, look, I'm and not. It an is a fun guy. game if you actually play it. It is yeah. a fun game, but I did try playing a little bit more actually, like admittedly, um, and it was fine. But here's the thing: I the reason why I stopped because I'm not an Avatar guy. I much prefer Legend of Korra. That's my thing. Yeah. I, I'm more of a Korra guy, so um, just, <laughs> I like the more like adult themes and and you know things like that. But right. uh, Avatar is just too. You can tell the demographic is more for children, so you know it's just not. It doesn't click with me personally, um, but uh, but yeah, I did. I, I literally did it just the other day. I mean, you can see I'm, I'm. You know, if you look at the gamer score rankings, I'm number one at the moment for the month uh, because I have like three, almost four thousand, you know, plus gamer <laughs> score for the month, and that one of the reasons become, being because of, of Avatar. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then another uh... reason being for Neon Lore. So. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, again, I you know, played that. Yeah, you spam B for a little bit because all you all, all the achievements are is like you just reach a certain amount of combos and yep. that's it. That's it. That's it. And, so yeah, and then it was, once it you reach hilarious. fifty, you're good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, super easy. 
But uh, but yeah, anyways, Neon Lore, uh, it sucks, it's garbage. But if you want easy 1,000 gamer score, hey. You know, or an easy platinum <laughs> if you're on PlayStation, hey, might be worth your five or six bucks. You know? Sure. There you Don't go. get it on Switch. Don't get it on Switch. It's, it's terrible. Nah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, in addition to that, um, also on Xbox, I've been playing a little game called Recompile. I, I was a little uh, reluctant to start this game at first because it didn't look... I try I, I try not to judge a book by the, by its cover, right? But sometimes you can look at screenshots and just kind of know right away what you're kind of getting yourself into. <clears throat> Recompile was interesting because I was expecting something more along the lines of like a super arcade um, I don't want to say poorly built game, but like I, it was almost too pixely for me. I mean, it's it's three dimension, but it was too. It looked like it was just put together really quick, right? And it, you were playing around in this sort of asset field, um, and it labels itself as a Metroidvania. And I was like, ah. like I love Metroidvanias. Don't get me wrong. Like one of my favorite genres. However, Metroidvanias have always historically for me always taken. They've always been quite an investment. You know, depending on how they handle their map system mm-hmm. and how you uncover things. Um, and the difficulty, of course, as well. Now, when I started playing Recompile, because I was like, I was like, look, let me try it on the cloud really quick, and you know, if that way, I don't have to install it. Right. And, you know, right. If, if it works, then it works. You know, and if it doesn't, no harm, no foul. Um, but but it, something about it just kind of drew me in. So I started playing Recompile, and it's not so much a Metroidvania. I don't know why they call it a Metroidvania because I didn't get that feeling at all. What I felt more so was actually like an adventure platformer um, with like uh, third-person shooter elements. Um, and I've been having the time of my life with it, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad I gave it a shot because it's it's honestly really, really good. Um, so the way they sort of try to sell it to you on the stores is a little odd because it almost seems like they're doing, them, uh, uh, doing their, themselves a disservice um, for how they sort of market it. But once you start playing it, it's, it's, it's actually... I don't want to say it's unique, but it's something else. Like it, it looks like special. it's like it looks like Res in a real world. Your character yeah. looks like Res, like the character from That's the Res game, it. and then but yeah. everything around it is like, well, I say real, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, and you're in this sort of like digital space because you're playing this sort of like uh, uh, huh. like antivirus software is kind of what you're playing as, and. Um, and you're going around just basically like just you know killing these viruses and trying to uh, uh, recoup these databases basically. And as you're recouping, as you're recovering these databases, the, that's where the story kind of is because you you access these databases via emails and whatnot, and um, and then you get the story from there of like what's going on. But the platforming feels solid. All the upgrades you get are great. I mean, it runs beautifully. The graphics are actually really nice. When you see motion on a 4k screen like both on series s and series x like it's just a it's a really wonderful game actually Man, like it's and, and really was, pretty yeah and i was like relatively surprised i'm glad i gave it a shot because again when i was reading the summary of it i was like i don't know but there's something there that's that's drawing me in i don't know sometimes you just know you get a feeling with a certain game or yeah. a movie or a book and you can't really explain it even though you're kind of uncertain but you're just like, you know what, Like, let me just give it a shot. You know, no, again, no harm, no foul, and it's on Game Pass. I can play it through the cloud really quick. It's, it literally costs me nothing, and it, I'm spending no hard drive space. Let me just jump in for five minutes. Next thing you know, two hours pass by, and right, I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. And, and uh, But, yeah, you get all these upgrades, and it's really, really cool, and it feels awesome when you get hmm. these upgrades, too. Like, each upgrade that you get feels instrumental to your progress, and um, cool little... 
knickknacks and and uh, things hidden everywhere, and uh, it really rewards you for exploring too. Um, Metroidvania is a weird term because like I can see it, but it's very light. Like you are in in a Metroidvania sense, you are kind of you know you're going back and revisiting some areas that you and accessing areas within those areas that you couldn't have access before because you didn't have a certain ability yeah. right or you couldn't reach a certain platform, so on and so forth. But again, it doesn't present itself as a Metroidvania as much. Again, I'm playing through this game and I feel more... Because I, I come from a platforming sort of upbringing. That's where I feel the most comfortable. Out of every genre, it's not my favorite genre, but out of every genre, I feel the most comfortable with platformers. That's the one that I'm the best at. That's the one I speedrun the most. I'm just... I've, my reactionary skills and my muscle memory, everything's just been tuned perfectly for platformers. Right. That, that's, that's, how, that's what I grew up with. So... And I can, I can apply a lot of that platforming, you know, skill and uh, upbringing into this game, no problem. You know, so that's why I feel like this is more of a platformer than anything else. Um, because again, it, you don't have a skill tree in a traditional sense. Either you get upgrades, but you know, you don't. But that's it. I mean, it's everything feels very light. You know, it's very much about the gameplay. We're not going to have you sit through a million menus and do resource management. We're not going to because all the all the weapons and the abilities you get have you have unlimited stamina, unlimited ammo. You don't have to worry about numbers going down. Again, you just you do what you want to do and explore. You know, you don't have to worry about that stuff. You're not going to have to go around collecting ammo to to you know replenish whatever. Yeah, you're good. You don't have to worry about that. You know, um, so. Yeah, the only thing you really have to worry about that really goes down is your health. Um, but even then, whenever you kill an enemy, they always drop a bunch of, you know, health sort of particles and you collect that up and you're good to go. So, um, but yeah, no, it's a really neat game. The art direction is like really interesting. Yeah. And yes. uh, the level design is actually really, really nice. But it's weird when you read about it. It's like, because it's not, again, I think it does itself a disservice. And when you play it, uh, you know, I mean, it's not going to click with everybody, but I was genuinely and, and pleasantly surprised playing it. So I highly recommend uh, oh. Recompile. Again, it's on Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Add it to my list. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so a few more right before we get to <laughs> Evil Dead. Um, again, these are also short games. So uh, I played recently um, a really short game and when i say short i mean 20 minutes uh i played uh, a game called rusty sword vanguard island um this is on pc and i saw it recently i ran into it because i saw it on the eShop actually and i saw it, it was only for 99 cents and i was just like why does this game with great pixel art you know like this game has better pixel art than a lot of the other indie you know pixel art driven games that i've seen on the switch so why is this only 99 cents what's wrong with it well, there's not really much wrong with it, except for the fact that, again, it's only 20 minutes. Uh, it's right. very, very short. That's but a I quick game. It... Yeah, really quick. Uh, but I played it on PC. It's a nice little palate cleanser, honestly. Um, but I played it on PC instead of the Switch. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's very much like beat for beat, an old-school Zelda game. Right? That's all it is, but, like, reskinned. Um, but the pixel art's really, really nice. And you just kind of go through it, and, you know, you get your sword, you go through one dungeon, you beat that boss of the dungeon, which doesn't take long, and then credits. That's it. Huh. You know, thank you for playing. You know, and then that's it. Uh, but, uh, but for what it's worth, again, like, I, I wish it wasn't so short, because, like, the game... 
almost le leads you to believe that there's so much more to do and so much more to collect. Because when you open up your menu, you know, your there's a bunch of item slots, uh, not only for your weapons, but just for your inventory. There's a bunch of hearts, it seems like you can unlock, so on and so forth. But it doesn't label itself as a prologue or anything like that. I mean, this is a full, full game. I don't know if it was meant to be a tech demo or what, but... Maybe it was like either a proof of concept thing on purpose or they just ran out of money and it put out what they had and it just happens to be a good 20 minutes. Who knows? Yeah. Could have been a school project too, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, but it was a solid 20 minutes, honestly. And for 99 cents, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, it's 99 cents. Anybody who can spare 99 cents, I mean, I think you'll walk away happy for the most part. I mean, could you spend 99 cents on better games? Sure. But, you know, it's... Credit, again, credit where credit's due, it was an interesting enough game, and it played how you expected it to play. It didn't try to, you know, do anything overly ambitious. Uh, the art's really great. The music was really solid, and uh, the, the dungeon was really solid, and everything was intuitive and, and easy to read, and, and uh, it, it everything felt right. Hitboxes felt right. Everything about the game felt right. You know, it's it's it felt like a really solid game, and I think, and you know, hopefully we can see you know them sort of you know, adapt the game into something bigger in the future. Hopefully someone, you know, uh, you know, that has the time and money to invest, whether they be an investor themselves or, or another, just a publishing studio can look into this and be like, you know what, you got something here, man. Let's take this and let's turn it into something bigger because you got, you got something here. You know, something that's longer than 20 minutes, at least a couple hours for people to really, you know, go on an adventure with because I think it's, it's really solid. It's really solid. Again, only 20 minutes, but 99 cents, hey, you know, I had a good time with it for 99 yeah. cents, so... Um, but, uh, but yeah, and lastly, before Evil Dead, uh, I was playing a little bit of, uh, Down in Bermuda, and this game, I didn't realize for the longest time, because I kept looking at this game every time it went on sale, right, and I was like, man, like, this looks like a really, really nice puzzle game, but I didn't realize for the longest time that this game was made by the same studio that made a little game called Agent A, and I loved that game. I played that game on mobile forever ago, probably sometime last year, and I fell in love with it. I mean... That game blew my mind because it was like one of those Russian, like, uh, Matryoshka dolls, right? Mm -hmm. And that just keeps, you know, you, you take a piece out, you take another piece out, together, and it just keeps, there's more and more and more and more in there. And each level felt like that. Not in Down in Bermuda, but in Agent A, where, like, you just kind of kept uncovering these things. It looked like a small level, almost like an escape room type of, like, level. But everything is just so, but you're not trying to escape. You're just genuinely just trying to find and uncover <laughs> stuff. And, like... Everything was just so interesting and beautifully done, and the art style was fantastic. And I didn't realize that for the longest time that Down in Bermuda was made by the same people until I actually like sat and read through the summary. And right at the very bottom, it was like, hey, it brought to you by the people who, who brought you Agent A. And I was just like, why didn't you say that to begin with? I would have bought this forever ago if you had just said that, because Agent A is arguably one of my favorite puzzle games of all time, probably. Because um, it's hard now to, I feel like, experience puzzle games that are unique because like yeah. i love puzzle games but i want i want there to be more to it versus like just figure this out i want it, it's hard to explain because puzzle games can get so intricate but there needs to be a sort of magic in there and it's hard to define that because that that can be interpreted in so many ways but it's two bucks right now on the switch uh, two dollars yeah. that's, that's where i played it. it was on the switch yeah and that's why i bought it because you know again and i think agent a is on sale too Please, oh my god <laughs> like please a five dollar bill and you have one dollar left over we'll take care of both of those games and you have brilliant puzzle games on top of that um they're also available on mobile if for whatever reason you prefer that platform but again 
if you love puzzle games, please, please, please do yourself a favor. And Down on Bermuda was a nice palate cleanser because it was only like, it couldn't have been longer than two hours. Um, now, Agent A for me felt a little bit longer because some of those puzzles, my lord, they got super, super intricate and super logical to the point where I'm like, man, and like, I'm, I get super stubborn with some puzzle games, so I, I hate looking stuff up unless I'm absolutely sitting there for hours at a time. Right. So I'm like, I, I want to figure it out. I feel rewarded if I figure it out. So with Asian A, I actually had to sit there for a while. I never had to do that with Down in Bermuda. Um, but Down in Bermuda was pretty, pretty seamless. And, uh, uh, but yeah, wonderful art direction, great little story, nice palette cleanser. Um, great levels, and it's kind of similar to Agent A, where you're kind of uncovering everything, but it's not anywhere near as intricate, uh, and it's more consistent as well. Each level, you're looking for these little orbs, and you collect those orbs to get an even big, bigger orb, and each level needs a certain amount of orbs, typically three, to go to the next uh, sort of stage. And, uh, and yeah, man, I couldn't put that game down. It was It was absolutely wonderful, beautiful game down in Bermuda and uh, because it has those mobile routes you can play the game entirely in touch screen I was kind of doing a hybrid thing where I was kind of I had my left hand um, on the on the sticks because that kind of helped rotate the camera uh, meanwhile I was using my right hand to sort of tap things on the screen um, so I was kind of doing like a sort of a hybrid type of gameplay um, and uh, and it worked really 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 well um i played agent a entirely on my phone um because by the time i like really realized how much i fell in love with it i was already like halfway through the game and i was like well i don't want to buy it again uh start over because some of that some of those levels were hard um even though i did end up buying it again to support them um, because it, it the game was brilliant but uh but but yeah no down in bermuda is just a fantastic puzzle game so if you're looking for a nice puzzle game especially something that's nice and short and sweet um it's a really nice uh, palette cleanser and I played a little bit every night before bed and it was just I mean just a chef's kiss type of game for sure um, but yeah but yeah, really really great um, and if you like Down in Bermuda go get Agent A better yeah, yet both of them two bucks yep do yourself a favor just go ahead and buy both of them right now like please uh, they're great um, but uh, but yeah so now the star of the show right <laughs> the star of the show which is uh, <laughs> Evil Dead the game um, I bought this the day it came out, and I bought the Deluxe Edition, which is a $60 game, right? Now, I'm a big fan of the Evil Dead, um, movies, and so, when I saw Saber Interactive was attached to it, I got excited, because they did World War Z, and World War Z, I surprisingly fell in love with, right? I thought it was going to be, again, like we were talking about earlier, just kind of like a cheap cash-in game, right. right? Like, let's use this property, and let's just mutilate it like every other property, that ah. every sort of adaptation that is done for video games when it comes to film. Um, but World War Z was one of those rare times where, like, they took that property, and they made it something really amazing, something that's playable, not only solo, but with your friends as well, or just multiplayer in general. And they added so much content to it with so much to do. And really it was a technical sort of showcase too, just because you had thousands and thousands of zombies on screen at once. I mean, it was just crazy running at you. And, and I'm sure they did it some crazy way, sort of like in Plague Tale, you know, with all the rats and stuff. So I'm sure there's some sort of like technical, you know, magic happening there because otherwise the... Yeah, everyone's hardware would explode probably. <laughs> um, but but it's convincing. It convincingly looks like you have thousands of things, you know, running at you. And um, 
So, uh, but I saw Saber Interactive. I saw they were being attached to this, and but looking at the gameplay, I was immediately reminded of you know something like Friday the Thirteenth or you know Predator, where right. it's like I don't want those types of games. And then there was a recently an Alien game that came out that was tr I hate that game. I played a little bit of Fire, it through Game Pass. Fire team? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't yeah. want that game. Yeah. yeah, no, that game that got uninstalled real quick, man. I, I played thirty minutes of that, and I was just like, nope, nope, you're fired. You're, <laughs> uh, it's, no, we're not, we're not doing this. Um, that game very much reminded me of Alien Four <laughs> or Alien Resurrection. Yeah, yeah which, that movie's trash. Uh, I like that movie a lot, but because it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can like trash. That's all right. There's nothing wrong hey, with that. The best yeah, thing yeah, about Alien Resurrection is it makes people think, you know, hey, wait, that Alien Three wasn't as bad as we'd like yeah. try to make it out to be because yeah. that movie is really really good it's not anywhere like near as good as the first two oh, God, no. but what is those are freaking all-time classic exactly. movies like yeah. plus it's also super interesting as looking at the behind the scenes and that's how david fincher got his start and probably why he went certain directions later because of all the terrible time he had making that movie right. but anyway <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh yeah, but it, it that Alien Fire team was like really really bad. Especially like I was excited to see a new Alien game come out, right? Because I loved Alien Isolation. I've played Alien Isolation so many times. Like I love that game. Like from beginning to end, ah, oh, brilliant game. Even the hardest difficulty, uh, you know, which is I mean, you're really putting yourself through a nightmare with that one. But it's 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 so worth it though. It's it's so good because that that's like the ultimate Alien experience. But anyways, we're not here to talk about Alien. The point is, is that a lot of these games. Unfortunately, the moment I hear it's a multiplayer 4v1 type of nonsense like that, I'm like, here we go. It's another one of these. Like, historically, yeah. oh. these games just haven't been good. I'm sorry. Like, it's like people try time and time again, but it's just like, <clears throat> do you not look at your predecessors? Do you not look at other games within this genre? You can be good. I do believe you can be good. But historically speaking, there's a trend of these games being absolutely terrible, and especially when they're adapted from a certain property, they it, it doesn't matter because it's usually made by people who say they're passionate. But clearly, whatever publisher was investing the money into it just didn't believe the same way. You just had investors that just saw, oh, successful property, let's make a game, and then that'll sell a lot, and then we'll make a lot of money. Who cares if it's not good? You know, They see a paycheck at the end of the road. They're not looking at consumer loyalty or consumer respect or or the long-term part of it which is especially with all these games being i'm trying to say this with no expletives if you have to let one fly you have to let one fly. no no, no it's, that's good no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it PG. But it's, yeah but like it's with all these games are live service too and that's the thing it's like it, it drives me crazy but again without having to rant on about all the problems with that genre. Um, this was by the team behind World War Z. I loved World War Z, right? It was everything I wanted and what live service multiplayer should be. Now, again, this is coming from a guy who doesn't really care at all for multiplayer. Like, I'm, I'm a single player guy, you know? Like, even with multiplayer games, I'll, I'll queue up solo. I don't care, you know? I don't, I, don't, I don't need a party of other people that I know. You know, I just, that doesn't concern me. That doesn't care. I don't care. So, um, but this was one of those odd occasions where, you know, it's, it just didn't, World War Z, I mean, let me, I'm, trying, I'm trying to like, just find a lot of like, <laughs> thought together, just because there's so much <laughs> running through my head at the moment. Flames, flames, <laughs> on the side yeah, of his yeah. face, yeah, yeah. flaming. 
But uh, World War Z was great. Let me let me just simplify it that way. I loved World War Z, and then when Aftermath came out, I I got it. I loved it. It was great. Um, so I saw Evil Dead. Okay, I like Evil Dead. Right. I saw Saber Interactive. Okay, love Saber Interactive. They did World War Z. They have they have set certain expectations for me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, now here's the thing with Evil Dead. I got it. Pre-ordered it. Played it. First impressions were not good, right? Because I honestly didn't look at much gameplay on it. I already knew what to expect from the images alone and just from the summary. Here's another 4v1 type, you know, Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th type nonsense. Um, but, and yeah, first impressions weren't good, right? Because even though it has cross-play enabled, it was hard finding a match. Not because people weren't playing, but apparently the servers were just so messed up. And which I guess probably a good thing because they sold a lot more than they expected. Apparently, I was reading an article. They sold actually 500,000 copies within, oh, wow. within the first couple of days of release, which they, you know, you don't really expect for a game like this, I guess. Um, like you do have that Evil Dead name to it. But again, a game like this, you know, how it works mechanically in the right. millions of other games we've seen before it just <laughs> like this, um, you know, it, it's become a, it, it's in a market that's become increasingly over uh, increasingly oversaturated you know so um but yeah i mean it's it's been a big hit for them which is great um but servers weren't good and then there's an odd misbalance between the survivors and the uh the killers they call them the kandarian demons um but but what is effectively the killers and you only have three to go uh between at that moment when you start up the game you can technically unlock more uh survivors anyways playing through the short and very small amount of uh quote-unquote solo missions that they have and it's weird because even though there's solo missions you do have to be online the game is entirely online there's no offline so Hmm. if you're offline you cannot boot it up even if you just want to play the solo stuff which there's solo stuff too bad. You got to be online for that, that. which is that. weird. I hate that. Yep, I hate it. So that was another big no-no for me. That Even was though thing. I'm always online anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Unless, I mean, well, no, it doesn't matter. It's... <laughs> but like, I, it just it drove me crazy right away, and especially with the servers not working, and uh, and again because the servers aren't working, you can't even play the the solo content. Yeah, see, and that's that's the um, aggravating part. It's like, yeah, exactly. So internet connection or not, it's like I can't access the content that I paid sixty dollars for, Ooh. mind you. You know, so uh, the forty. But again, I like Evil Dead enough, and I trust Saber Interactive enough to provide that content because the the sixty dollar version comes with the first season pass, which otherwise is thirty dollars if you want to buy it separately. If you bought the game separately, it would have been seventy dollars. Not only do you get the season pass, but you do get extra perks. Um, you do get a costume pack and a couple of other things, too, which all of those are sold separately as well. But again, that tacks up. I think if you were to buy everything separately, you were going to be looking closer to $90, right? So so I was, I was like, you know what? Let me just get the deluxe edition um, because this is a game I would like to stick around with for a while. And I have actually been playing it pretty consistently. I've been playing it every day since I got it. At least a few games a day, right? And, because uh, I want to get my money's worth. Well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah, you're yeah. like me. If I, if I pay for it, I gotta play it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit, at least. Um, but, but I, it wasn't good uh, with first impressions. The solo missions were hard. They were nonsensical. There's the problem with the solo missions also is like when you die in those solo missions. And I don't mind a challenge if you want to be difficult, go for it. All right. But 
these were a little unrealistic, right? Like, I understand wanting to be survival horror, but when you give me three bullets that needs to last the entirety of this 15-20 minute mission, you know, and you're in you're basically telling me, all right, you just only have melee to rely on um, the entirety of this time, it becomes difficult because you can only dodge so many times. You do have, you do have a stamina meter, but you can only run so much. You can only dodge so many times, and it, it does reach a point where it's overwhelming. And there's no lock-on either, and there's no indication where the zombies are coming from, even with the headphones on, as it does have 3D audio. But... All of a sudden, you'll get hit in the back, you know, and you're like, what in the world is going on? I got three dudes in front of me. All of a sudden, I got this huge demon behind me. What is going on? I didn't hear any footsteps because there's, not, there's nothing but a bunch of grunts going on. So even those 3D audio stuff is coming from everywhere. So you don't know who's coming where, right. you know, you get backstabbed literally all the time. And uh, it's just it's it's a mess. It's aggravating. And it's just it's you know, it gets to a point where it's not fun. Um, but. As I've been playing more and more and more, and now things are sort of not necessarily fleshing themselves out, but becoming more stable anyways, um, it's making me appreciate it more, especially now that I've understood how the game works, what to do every time you're playing as a survivor or mm. a killer. I'm still kind of learning the killers a little bit, but um, but as a survivor, like I, like, I get it now. Like, it's just basically the game is... You collect these map pieces, specifically three map pieces that are spread throughout um, randomized maps. Uh, they're not procedurally generated, but they're just you don't. There's not a map selection, so when you match make, you know you're always just kind of thrown into one of the maps they have available. Right. So, um, but I think that's also dependent on the the killer that you're teamed up with um, or that you're matched up with. So, um, but yeah, you you go and find three pieces that are kind of placed uh, sporadically throughout the map, and once you find that. Then you go and you acquire a couple pages from the Kandarian book, which summons, um, but also uh, removes demons, expels demons. And, um, and then you have to find a very specific dagger. Um, and then while you're getting the dagger and the, uh, the book, um, you're kind of, you have to wait a certain duration because... Uh, it's almost like a weird sort of AOE thing that happens where once you're in there and you activate it, then there's like this big blue circle that you're all in and you just waves of enemies that come after you. And you just have to survive within the certain time limit. And then once that's done, the enemies stop and then you'll get you'll acquire the book and then the, the knife as well. And then once you get that, then you can go and go to these gigantic almost almost they look like grim reapers almost they're like three grim reapers that uh are these huge towering demons um and they're kind of just spinning in a circle and then you use the demon in the, or the, not the demon the knife in the book to kind of shoot out this magic um at them and then you do that three times um or they have three health bars anyways and then you have to get each health bar off one at a time while you're shooting out this magic and the entire party of four can shoot it out at once and obviously it goes quicker the more people are doing it and once that's done, then uh, the actual demon book uh, comes up. And then two things happen when that demon book comes up. That demon book has health, right? So if you're playing as a killer, your job is to destroy either the demon book or kill all the survivors. Then you win. Um, but as a survivor, your job is to defend that book um, within the time limit. And then if you do that successfully then um, every th the book just has this crazy red aura that goes into it. You start seeing the pages flip like crazy. All the demons get sucked into this book. It gets locked up, and then you win the game. All the demons are expelled, and everybody goes home happy. You can go to Starbucks afterwards, whatever. Well, so, 
Uh, and then you win the game. Um, but yeah, the balancing is a little skewed. Uh, but honestly, now that I've played it a couple times, I'm actually having a really good time with it. The survivors are honestly kind of pointless. They have different tiers. They have a leader, a hunter, an assassin, I think that's what it's called, or just a fighter, um, and then support. I feel like there might be a fifth one that I might be forgetting. But, um, but yeah, and there's not many characters. Like when you start the game, there's one leader, there's one support, and then there's maybe like two or three in the other categories. So not many characters to begin with. The content is pretty low. Um, if you do the difficult solo missions, you actually can unlock new um, characters and skins. So that roster can grow. Um, but, uh, you know, you do have to sort of you know, you have to be willing to put yourself through that challenge because it is a challenge. And again, I don't mind a challenge because World War Z could have been like well, it had its challenging moments, but it was perfectly doable. This is almost like again unrealistically slow. I'm like, did you not put this through testing like at all? Like because they <laughs> this is not no one's happy with this. And this is not just my personal opinion because I was like, is anybody else having trouble? You know, because I maybe it's just me because sometimes I just have to admit to myself like oh, I'm just not good at a certain type of game, right? Right. But, but I looked it up. I, I went on Twitter and I was looking up, uh, you know, hashtags and just what people thought of Evil Dead and stuff like that. And the one, the biggest criticism I saw outside of the balancing was the solo missions of not only being online only, right, but being just like uh, just unrealistically hard especially with when you die there are no checkpoints so you're spending 15 20 minutes in this mission if you die sorry you got to mm. go right back to the beginning you know and being as hard as they are checkpoints would have been nice they don't have to be close to each other right. but at least like first significant event that happens because there's maybe about three or four um and it takes a you know let's just say they're 20 minutes so let's just say if there's four five minutes a piece right so that's fine if i lose five minutes of progress fine so long as i go back to the other checkpoint sure yeah you know but if i'm nearing in that 20 minutes and i'm right by the end and i happen to die right at the end and i have to go right back to the beginning nope sorry i'm taking a break (laughs) you know i'm not just gonna keep doing that that's that's you know over and over again that's that's insanity so i'm not doing that um so, but yeah, I have my gripes with it, but honestly, the more that I've been playing it, um, I've been having a good time with it, honestly, and, and, and now I am happy with it, um, but I just hope that with all the criticisms, which are all valid, not only from myself, but all the stuff that I've been seeing, um, that they're taking that to heart, and uh, you know, they are going to implement some, some changes and some patches in the future, because uh, I think this game can absolutely have a great and healthy life ahead of it um, if they treat it right. Um, again, first impressions weren't great, but as I've been playing more and more, um, I've really been actually enjoying my time with it. Um, but there's a lot that needs to be done. Um, this game is far from perfect. Um, and yeah, but it's streamlined. The skill tree is uh, really easy to read. But again, these survivors aren't very different. Everyone has their own sort of quote-unquote special. And all that really does is they have different perks, right? Like if you're a support, what that does is uh, if you utilize your special with the click of a button, you have this aura that goes around you, right? And uh, people that are within that aura just naturally gain their health back, right? Um, If you're a leader and you uh, execute your special, chances are um, you're giving everyone uh, a damage buff, right? So you can do stuff like that, so on and so forth. But otherwise, when you look at the skill trees, a lot of them are the same, right? Where a lot of the upgrades are just like increase your stamina, increase your overall health, you know, increase your 
damage output, increase your resistance, increase this, increase that, you know, or take less of this, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, you know, lose, uh, you know, don't gain as much fear. That's the stuff that I hate the most. I think there's this fear level that's right underneath your health, and it's really broken. It's stupid that it doesn't need to be there. Um, <laughs> the longer you're in the dark, uh, you gain fear, and what this fear does is it makes you not only take more damage, but it makes you very difficult. It makes things very difficult to aim, and there's just a lot of um, uh, uh, handicaps that come to having a high fear level. And the fear goes up so quick and so high, and it doesn't go up that high if you're within your group, but if you're alone and you're out in the forest and there's no light, you have a flashlight on you, but that doesn't decrease your fear at all. Um, it just makes it go up slower um but yeah you can find specific areas you gain uh little matchsticks so you can light them and light up a little campfire or a little lantern or you know just burn a little bush whatever um and you know just gain any light source that way and then you can decrease your fear that way um but it is too overwhelming especially with everything going on that fear meter does not need to be there it's a pointless mechanic it's stupid it's it cripples you a lot of the time mm -hmm. and it doesn't benefit anybody um and as a killer your job also you can set traps everywhere but your job also is to get their fear level as high as possible but as a killer you're always thrown in random parts of the map, and it's honestly hard finding everybody. The only way they pop up on a map is if they're driving or making a lot of noise. Then you can see them on the map. Otherwise, you don't know where they are, so you just, you just have to walk around and look for them. Um, hmm. And uh, and yeah, but chances are, by the time you get to them, they've already scared themselves half to death. <laughs> you know, like, so your your job is made easy with this stupid fear meter. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot that needs to be tweaked and worked on. But overall, I'm having a really good time with it. I've put in a lot of hours on it already. And honestly, it's a fun game to jump into for two or three matches at a time. Jump out. It's a great jump in, jump out game mm. um, that doesn't really ask too much of your time. Um, you know, I think each match, um, the longest match I played was maybe 20, 25 minutes. But after a point, it does, there is a countdown. It doesn't explicitly state it. But if it lasts long enough, it does get to a point where it's just like, all right, look, you got five minutes left. You know, let's 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 get this rolling. You know, right. Because, you know, we're not going to let this match last forever. So um, but if it does last a long time, also, you get a lot of experience points. So there's that, too. So, like, you do get rewarded. It's not like you're wasting your time or anything. The only thing you're wasting your time with is doing uh, a completely solo match. Right. So you're fighting not only an A.I. Uh, killer but you have AI teammates as well. And I actually didn't mind the AI teammates because they've like followed you everywhere. So your fear meter was pretty well balanced throughout the whole time. And they were smart. Um, instead of like random people disconnecting. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, was going to ask how smart are they? Are they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they, they, they helped, which, which I, you know, which, which was nice. So, all right. So they're already better than the ones in black and back for blood, which is stuck in the wall. And can't yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I got to do all the work myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, but you don't get because I, I the other day I was maybe like all of forty experience. I think each time you gain a new level, it's about nine thousand experience you need to gain a new level. And I had like maybe eighty nine forty, right? So I just needed just a little bit more, right? And each match usually gives you anywhere between like four to six thousand, depending. Um, so it, it's easy to gain levels. Every two matches, you're practically gaining a level. Um, and with those levels, you get skill points, and those skill points are used to upgrade your survivors or your killers. You can upgrade your killers as well. Um, but the playing 
solo because I was like, let me just do a quick match. I don't want to do any. I don't want to spend 20, 25 minutes. So I, you know, I played a solo match, AI killer, AI teammates. I just wanted to jump in, do something really quick. I was out within maybe seven, eight minutes, and uh, nope, no experience. So mm -hmm. great, I wasted my time yeah, doing really. that, and I was like, you know what? I'm. This is ridiculous. Like, why? Why? Like, not only is it online only, but now you're penalizing people who just want to play by themselves. You know what I mean? Because not only can you not do solo missions without a offline, uh, a, a offline period, but you can't get any experience if you just want to, you know, play by yourself and play with some computers. What? <laughs> like. That why are, that that just I don't that to me sounds disrespectful towards the player's time and just the player's preference, as well. I think not being not allowing them to upgrade or being able to gain those experience experiences needed to not only gain your personal level but get these skill points to unlock higher levels for your survivors and killers, which by the way increase your survivability um, in these matches. Uh, I, I think that's that's obnoxious to me. That's that's unnecessary. That's that, yeah, that whole thing is just stupid. So, um, yeah, a lot of user-friendliness could be done to the game. It needs um, a bit more work. Nothing that can't be fixed through patches. Um, I, I do believe um, this game can be something absolutely special. Um, right now, it's just not there. The potential is, um, but it still has a lot of uh, work to be done. But again, I'm actually enjoying my time with it, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for another you know, sort of more fresh, you know, 4v1 type of game to jump into. I mean, you got the money to spend. I mean, it might be worth your time. You know, it might be worth your time. At least you know what would be worth my time is if they did an awesome single-player Evil Dead game where you just play as Ash and you have a chainsaw yeah. arm and a shotgun and a one-liner button. Yeah. That's yeah. the game I want. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Wasn't well, that what they're doing? They're doing that with uh, at least the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. That's single player, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when that got announced. I don't think that's a multiplayer. Yeah, but I'm not interested in that one because it's not my franchise or anything like that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Plus, it'd be not as much fun as running around as Ash from Evil Dead, oh, hitting yeah. a one liner button. Like, just have Bruce Campbell record a bunch of lines that yeah. make no sense. It doesn't even have to make any sense in context. I just want to hear Bruce Campbell yeah. saying dumb stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah. like, like, like that, just even just uses a soundboard. Just hit that button over and over. Yeah. <laughs> hit that button. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing you don't see enough of. Like that, I think Luigi's Mansion revolutionized was just that button dedicated to yelling Mario's name. That was it. Luigi's Mansion. You give me that for Evil Dead. Beautiful. That five hundred thousand could have been five million. Saber Interactive. That could have been five million. But nope. You decided to go the easy route. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, that's how I feel about Evil Dead. Um. You know, if you can find it on sale, uh, it might be worth it. But, um, you know, I I say I paid 60 bucks on it. I actually got a good deal on it. So that's why I feel like I'm more or less happy with it. I think if I did pay the full 60 bucks, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be I'd probably be angry. Uh, but I, I did get a good deal on it. Um, so, but, you know, it's, you know, it is what it is. There's the other games like this. But at least this is trying to do something different. And it's fluid. The graphics are great. It runs great, great on both Series S and Series X. Um, nice. And now that things are stabilizing, I um, mean, really nice. would you would you recommend it if it was like one of those things like you're a huge fan? Maybe you can get it for one year or less. Maybe wait for a sale. I'm sorry, you you cut off. Oh, Everybody froze oh, there for a moment. I was gonna oh, say, was... <laughs> would you recommend it for like twenty bucks or less if you could get it on sale? And oh you're yeah, a huge fan. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, twenty bucks or less will be solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Yeah, but I think at the price that it is now, it might be asking a bit much. And I think only yeah, the most yeah. dedicated Evil Dead fans, unless you can find a good deal like I did. John, uh, John's running out there. I'm dedicated. Well, that's another thing to me. Like just looking at it is like, if you're an Evil Dead fan, why would you want to play this game? Because it doesn't. It feels like it's missing a lot of Evil Dead. Because there's no one liner it's, button. Yeah, is that what stuff. you're most? <laughs> yes, that too. But no, it's just like all the things you think of. Like, okay, these yeah. are the things that make up yeah. Evil Dead. Do I get to play as a cool like fisheye camera, like flying through the woods? Can I do? that that would be fun like i don't know it just does not seem like the kind of evil dead game that i would be looking for yeah 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 it, it's it doesn't also like even if you want to make this kind of game this license does not seem tailor-made for it like friday the 13th or something right. else like okay that makes sense why you would want to do that for but looking at evil dead you're like why did you make this game I, from the yeah, license and, and that's what i was confused for yeah. for the longest time is i would have preferred a switch so that's why like and what I mean by that is, like, when I heard Evil Dead, the game was coming out, because, again, I didn't look much um, up from it, but I thought this was going to be the one that's single-player, but it turns out Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the one, and I'm like, well, that's not the one that should be. I feel like Evil Dead should be, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre should be the multiplayer one. But, you know, turns out it's the other way around. And then to call it Evil Dead the game instead of Evil Dead with, like, a subtitle seems weird, because when you say Evil Dead the game... You're expecting what you get from the movies, you know, and from that universe, but in a gameplay format that's, again, like you were saying, tailor-made for that. Call it Evil Dead by Daylight and then get sued. It'll be great. <laughs> Evil Dead by Daylight. <laughs> that would be great. But yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's a game that's, you know, uh, it, it's... It'll it'll be a great game to pick up on sale, yeah. um, but at the moment, um, you know, yeah, unless you're a diehard fan, and, and and even then, really, again, if you can get a great deal on it, uh, then absolutely, like I I got a pretty good solid deal on it, so that's why I did it, especially for the deluxe edition. Yeah. So. Um, and if you if you but, bought it digitally and you you click the thing on the rewards, you get like twenty five hundred points or something like that. So in the rewards thing, so. You better go click it. You get some rewards points. So, wasn't <laughs> we okay? Okay, there we go. Oh, are you there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, what, I, what I was saying was, it was uh, I think they were doing the rewards points things on that game too. So you get like twenty five hundred rewards points if you buy. That was another reason why I did it too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. So, uh, but yeah, again, I, I got a good deal on it, and uh, you know, if you can get a good deal on it too, especially uh, yeah, I mean, like Eric said, I think. Twenty dollars is a great price, I think, for a game like this. Um, yeah. But again, we'll we'll see where it goes in the future. Because again, well, well, I figured that was going to happen. We were going to lose. He it. froze a little bit on our, on my screen, so I figured it was his internet that was yeah, being. Yeah, I figured so. Yeah. Oh, yep, now he's back. See, it's perfect. So. Uh, I think it's something they want to support for a long time because again, it's not just a season pass it came with. They label it as season pass one. Ooh. So probably gonna... oh, yeah. Geez, yeah. So, Good luck uh, on that one on keeping the game going long enough to get a season pass too. Yeah. I mean, if you put in the work, that's what I was worried about. Great, but yeah. good yeah. luck. But yeah, um, but yeah, with it, without dragging it out too much longer, it's uh, yeah. I mean, again, I'm enjoying my time with it, but it's definitely going to be a pick your poison type deal. Yeah. It's not going to be for everyone. I, can it be better? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, you probably do yourself a favor by waiting. Um, but you know, if you got nothing be else better to do, you know, it it's a good 
time waster. The biggest problem with this is it wasn't first out of the gate, so there's plenty of games yeah. of that style yeah. that you could go play that are better because they've had more time to exactly. add all the content to it, whereas this one's exactly. just starting out, so it's like, why would you play this one when you could play that one? And that's yeah. the, the you know issue they're going to run into with keeping the player base. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And even yep. then, I mean, and if you really want to play something like this, I mean, just go play... You can get it for so cheap now. Just go get World War Z instead. You'll have a much better time with that <laughs> than yeah. Evil Dead, I promise you. Um, but credit where credit's due. Again, I'm having a good time with it. Again, it's far from perfect. Needs a lot work, lot of work, but um, I'm hoping it'll get there. Just base, basing off of Saber Interactive's history and how they treated World War Z, I'm hoping they'll treat it, Evil Dead with the same sort of courtesy and respect and, and really respect the player base that way. Because then that, that'll bring in a lot of people, especially with, again, 500,000 copies sold within a couple of days. A lot of games dream for that. You know what I mean? Sure, it's not a million, but a lot of games want to reach that sort of uh, those sorts of numbers like right out of the gate. So that, that wouldn't be good enough for Square Enix, though. No, gosh, no. no. Square, no. Bo- they would have expected five billion yeah. in a week. Yeah, well, that's a whole other to- topic. Don't, don't, I'm sorry, Randy. Yeah, let's not go yeah, on that. Let's not go on that. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't resist. That's all yeah. I could think about. Yeah, it. well, you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. That way lies madness. Yeah. Yeah, square perform below expectations, Enix. That's the whole full time. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right. Let's, yeah, anyways, that's my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's touch on the news real quick, uh, and then we'll then we'll get out of here. Uh, the PlayStation Plus lineup has been announced. The initial lineup that's coming out uh, when it launches. Uh, what is it? June. Uh, June. Something. Um, it doesn't exactly even, it and that's doesn't how even, much you should be paying attention to it. yeah it doesn't even say in the article <laughs> it just says june that's all it says monthly uh, or uh, no it doesn't even say that it just uh, i know it's june but they haven't even set the exact date june 23rd there it is uh found it uh june 13th in in uh america it looks like 24th is when it comes out in japan and stuff um, there's only about nine or 10 PlayStation five games. Um, you know, not even there's a time. If you pay for the top tier, you do get a time trial of uncharted lost, uh, legacy of thieves collection for PlayStation five. So stupid. Um, the whole like time trial things of stuff is so dumb. I yeah, it. it really is. Um, don't make people pay for demos. That's dumb. Yeah. And, you know, and not only that, but it's the high tier. It's the top tier. Yeah, It's not even, you know, honestly, they didn't throw anybody a bone who's just going to keep the regular PlayStation Plus, you know, for the online. I mean, you get nothing. You get no... You get no incentive other than what you've already paid for for the past, what, 15 years? However long they've had that. Um, I guess this is great for people who just got a PlayStation 5 that maybe have not been in the PlayStation family. Um, <clears throat> you know why it's not great, John? You already get a lot of stuff if you get PlayStation Plus regular without paying extra for right. all this other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you, you there's overlap there, man. Yeah, like, come I mean, on. you've got your Ghost of Tsushima, you got your Spider Man Miles Morales, and you know your regular Spider Man, and uh, which I don't even know if the regular Spider Man is the PlayStation Five upgraded version because according to their list, it's a Marvel Spider Man PlayStation Four, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales PlayStation Four slash PlayStation Five. So I don't even think you're getting the remastered. Uh, Probably not. Yeah, they do. Uh, Spider Man. Um, okay. Like 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, and you got Returnal, you got Last of Us Remastered, uh, which I hear there's going to be another remaster of the remaster. That's the rumor that's going to be announced for the end of this year. Another re- PlayStation 5 remaster of Last I of mean, Us. I mean, like, I can see where the reasoning on that is if they can make the original Last of Us look like Last of Us Part 2 yeah. visually, then of course they're going to do that because yeah. they'll sell a lot of them. Yep, and they'll charge $70 for it. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but then you got your, your normal things, your uh, Arkham Knight, uh, Control, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's on there. So, I mean, you do get a couple of Ubisoft games, The Division, Red Dead Redemption 2, stuff like that. I mean, if you have not bought any first-party PlayStation games, then, hey, this is good for you. If you've bought all those, I don't really see much incentive yeah. for me to pay like, above if you rate. have not played a playstation game in 10 years right and you're buying one now then there's a lot of stuff that might be worth it but yeah like a lot of this stuff if you already have a playstation or even had a playstation 4 you've probably played a lot of these yeah so it's kind of like all right cool um, you're still going to have people for say it's not game pass for as long as, you know, you keep trying to do it this way. Yeah. Um, and where Xbox has, uh, on their game pass, they have EA, um, PlayStation's going to have the Ubisoft plus classics catalog. A lot of people read that headline and thought that Ubisoft plus was going to be rolled in to PlayStation plus, which that's not going to happen. It's a separate thing, but you do get the classic that'll have 27 titles in it and then 50 by the end of the year. Um, but it doesn't say what ones I'm going to guess it's going to be old games like Splinter Cell and, uh, you know, some of the older Far Cries and stuff like that. Uh, probably the division division two, stuff like that. Um, but PlayStation or Ubisoft plus is also coming to PlayStation at the same time that it is coming to Xbox. So, you know, it'll be on both consoles. If you want to pay the extra $15 on top of your already subscription fee to get your Ubisoft games, um, which again, if you don't buy Ubisoft games, sure. It's a great deal because it's the, you know, it's the deluxe editions with all the DLC and, you know, everything like that. But, you know, I, usually buy ubisoft games so it's not really anything i'm interested in but yeah it's it's it was just funny on twitter when they announced things how for years it's been game pass bad if you're in the sony camp and now when they announced the games it was oh subscription service is good not not game pass subscription services are good this was expected Uh, we saw this coming miles away oh yeah everyone called it it was just like you know they're gonna flip it's a double standard oh yeah it's a double standard everywhere because there's a bunch of stupid idiots who are noisy and then all of the normal people who make up like 90 percent of who's actually out there think of it it's just like they don't care so they're not talking about it yeah i am at this point i'm not <laughs> like hey the... i'm gonna go on twitter and i'm gonna yell man that sky there is blue yeah <laughs> okay <Cool. Yeah. laughs> I, I i'm not planning on upping my subscription to get it there's nothing on there that i don't already have that i would play uh, i already canceled my regular playstation yeah. plus because i don't use that let alone right. anything more so it's just like nope the only thing that would be convenient for me is i wouldn't have to put a disc in 
if I wanted to play a game and that I wouldn't pay the extra. Oh, that is nice. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you what it probably would happen. It probably happened like what it does with most digital PlayStation games, even though I own the physical, have the entire game fully installed. I still have to delete that fully installed disc version and re-download the digital version because it just doesn't download a little patch and work um, like it does on Xbox. So to yep. me, it's like, nah, I'm not even going to pay money to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the last the last news that I put in here was kind of out of the blue. Starfield and Redfall uh, got delayed to the first half of 2023. Not so much Starfield. Redfall is kind of the one that I was surprised with. My thing with yeah. Starfield is... I'm not surprised is, with either one. Well, was, when it comes to... They haven't to, shown anything of Redfall and it was supposed to be out in a couple months. Nah, yeah. this is not surprised and, at all. And they haven't shown I'm anything betting of Starfield either. So. One of those is also... At least one of those is going to get delayed again from and be late. 2023 yeah um and if i had i would guess, not be surprised probably going to be starfield at this probably point. starfield uh, well just historically um, speaking how Bethesda is. Boy, well Bethesda. yeah because a bethesda just you know that you would expect that from that studio but b that's going to be the much bigger scope game right. than redfall yeah. so yeah. and i'm all for yeah. delays to make a game better i'm all for it i i'm I, I have no problem with that but boy you talk about something that just tore the xbox community in half half of them were oh yeah this is you know this is good we want to make sure it's a, the other half is pitchforks and fire canceling game pass subscriptions right and left because there's no triple a games coming out this year um you know not an why, xbox why thing cool? that's just an everybody thing yeah. so like anytime a big game like this gets you know delayed or something other people are like Oh, I'm entitled. I needed that game now because I was expecting it. I was like, well, and you know, last year they, <laughs> you know, last year Sony delayed God of War, and I don't remember seeing a huge uproar about that one being delayed. And I have a like, feeling it's. I don't care what they say. They've come out a dozen times in the past two weeks and said, "Oh, we're still on track for 2022." I guarantee that will fall back into 2023, whether it's January, February, March. But I think it's going to fall back again i you know with everything going on people are just we'll see. Not yeah it's hard to tell this, but, but yeah uh but yeah i mean i've seen more people today well you know game pass just doesn't have anything triple a on there so i'm just unsubscribing to it right now i love this i think that we have cyberpunk to thank for this yeah and some other game delays because if cyberpunk hadn't been such a big public explosion starfield probably still would have come out this fall and it would have been broken just like fallout 76 was when they launched that Mm -hmm. and it would have taken them a long climb to get it to work and you know this way they delay it and maybe it'll still be broken when it comes out who knows we'll find out but at least they're you know trying to put some work in and they never it seems that way (laughs) they never should have put a date on it a year ago they just should not have put a date on it well they were trying to be cute with it because of you know oh cool skyrim Skyrim. date but it's like yeah i get it but yeah the the minute when it took them this long we still haven't seen any gameplay on it you're like it's not coming out (laughs) no and i mean we've got the you know uh the six is it the 16th i think is the xbox thing uh somewhere in there it's like uh, the 12th hey, this is the 12th. yeah the 12th it's like whatever the sunday that lands in the teens would be is like hey we're doing our e3 press conference without an e3 because yep. you know we're microsoft so why not <laughs> and there's there's going to be a ton of stuff announced during that and i, I have a well there's also like the the summer game fest thingy or whatever that jeff starts doing. The there's yeah. some other 
smaller kind of things. So like, even though there's no E3 in June, there's still a lot of video game conferences and yep. all sorts of different things. We're gonna have quite a bit. I don't of know video I, game news coming up. You know, I, I I think gaming video games have gotten so big. There's a a small maybe quarter of people who play video games that only want the triple A video games. They don't play anything else. They don't play any indie games. They don't play any online multiplayer games. They don't play any RPGs. They want those triple A game experiences. And if they don't get them, they're also the loudest voice you hear on the internet. See, but that's also their fault. I'm sorry. It's their fault for not branching out. And, yeah. you know, there's plenty of incredible games out there, even ones similar to those AAA ones that you like that I'm sure they don't say EA or Activision or Nintendo mm-hmm. on them, whatever. It doesn't matter. But you can find those experiences elsewhere. It doesn't need a $10 million budget. No, and it doesn't more. need to be made by Santa Monica yeah. Studios no. and Sony. It just doesn't. You know, it doesn't need to be made by Microsoft, a Microsoft studio that, you know. Yeah. No, Give it, it time doesn't. when we have Call of Duty fully take it over by microsoft and they delay it for a year so it's not a yearly title anymore there's gonna be so many people whining and complaining about it because they're used yeah. to having it every year oh it's different now and they're already At same time anytime there's any kind of like big change or something there's a lot of just entitled people who are just like yo i'm yeah. gonna complain because i didn't get what i wanted man and they're always they're already throwing out little hints of this you know they're already saying well you know we might consider doing this you know we've got the online we've got Warzone, we can keep it going and updating it but as far as a full call of duty campaign it might not come out yearly you know we might take the uh people don't even play that anyway as much as you're just playing the multiplayer just you're gonna play it for two years instead of one and you're gonna be happy about it because you would have done the same thing anyway yeah i mean uh, it's like you're buying a new game but you're still playing the call of duty multiplayer (laughs) that is you know not that different between all the games depending on which ones you're looking at there are some you know some significant changes but yeah it's still call of duty right. that you can change it that much and 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 twitter just recommends me so many game things it's like well you like this one so we want to and it's just people raging about you know oh my gosh you know starfield got delayed microsoft is a terrible company phil spencer needs fired he's a terrible manager you know it's That's like just don't go on twitter or any like, social oh media anymore gosh, just don't do it, it. Just, yeah, just, just hide out yeah just let it go you know if they the problem is no you know normal people go on social media like that anymore that much or they're just drowned out from all the like yeah. the people who care because i literally do not go on my twitter feed anymore ever yeah and i don't that's why you never respond to my tweets <laughs> you know i don't like I don't... i'll see them and every once in a while I'll put something out there but yeah like i just i don't like scrolling through that feed i deleted my facebook account a while ago it's just like social media and like almost any kind is just a trash hole at this point yeah and you know i i see people yeah we have a very inclusive gaming community and we you know, we, we yeah, we we want a we want friendly and and we want to you know uh, we're we're not we're not downplaying we're not doing console wars we're not doing this and that you know yet it recommends me people to follow that they follow and they're the most console warry trashy burn it to the ground type of people it's like if you constantly see that and you say you complain about seeing console war stuff you got to go back and look at the people you're following stop following those people 
you know, I cleaned out a lot of mine and a lot of that crap has went away. The trouble is, is Twitter keeps recommending me other people because other people follow those people. So I'm constantly going, stop it, stop it, stop it. You know, I, I, I want to follow my select people and that's all I want to follow. The other thing that aggravates me is, is you also got a group of people who say, well, we have the right to complain to these companies that these games got delayed. You can complain all you want, but you've got to be realistic about it. You've got to understand what's going on in the world, the way the world works, and, you know, the way it is what it is. Yeah, here's like the thing. Yes, you have the right to complain. They also have the right to ignore you because mm-hmm. you're just yelling and disp- it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's... Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> it's the uh, internet. People love to complain on there of yeah, uh, many things, and gaming is definitely one of the you know loudest and ones. That's, and that's the things. that's where but they get not the, the other one. no, and that's where they get the most attention. That's where they get the most followers. They get the most. You don't get all yeah. that stuff by being positive and you know. Oh well, you know, no big deal. We'll get it when we get it, and it'll be great when we get it. No, it's the it's the hate. The people want to follow that hate, and it just. That's just sad. <laughs> I don't. I avoid it like the plague. Yeah, I do too. Like if I'm scrolling through YouTube and you have a video that's like the top ten mistakes you're making in such and such game, I'm not going to click on it. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, either. I Even no. if you're just being clickbaity with your title and it's really like the video itself is fine, just like no, you lost me already because I've like been burned too many times with that type of thing. I just don't like that type of content. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm the person who goes to the Cinema Wins channel, not the Cinema Sins channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the guy that just looks at Steam Deck and and toy yeah. YouTube channels all the time. I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Cinema I mostly... Wins is the same exact thing. It's Cinema Sins, except one is positive and one's focusing on negatives. It's, otherwise, their formula is exactly the same. It's like there's enough negative stuff out there. I'm not gonna go seek it out. Like, right. I'll, yeah. I'll go for the good, happy, and positive I'm not stuff. Even, I'm not even going to throw it on, you know, oh, well, that guy's an Xbox guy. I'm going to follow him. Yeah, the whole time he's trashing Sony and crying and whining, but I'm going to follow him because he's, no, I'm not even doing that. If you keep yeah. talking about that crap, I'm out the door. Uh, I'm not interested. But, you know, it's like one of the stories I didn't put in because I figured me and Dennis was the only two that would really know anything about it. I mean, you know, there was, uh, what's her name? Um, Miss Deus, Deus, Deus Geek. Miss Deus, Deus Geek. Geek. Yeah, yeah, she's an Xbox ambassador. And somebody somebody got mad at her and started looking into her gamer score and found out that she has less than ten thousand gamer score. So why is she uh, why is she oh and I mean it, people exploded on her about it. It was insane. But I hate to tell Who people cares? anybody could be an Xbox ambassador. I was one for a long time when I worked retail because that was the only way you could be one when they first started that. You had to be working in the retail environment. And the whole thing is, is you're on message boards helping out other people with problems when they're stuck in a game, when they're stuck not being able to do this. You're just no, you're nothing more than a monitor um, on a message board. You're not really anything else other than that. But oh my gosh, it's almost the same thing as being like a mod in a Twitch chat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even Sony had something like that when we were in when I was in retail. I forget what it was called. Um, they don't do it anymore, but I, I can't remember what it was. It wasn't an ambassador. It was something else. But anyway, 
it's like, oh, why do you, why do you care? I mean, if they play games every once in a while, people other have lives other than just playing games all the time and can right. still be gamers. They're spending all their time helping people and doing that and don't have the time to play the yeah. game. Oh no. Or maybe oh, they just gosh. don't go for achievements. Maybe they well, plus, have other platforms they also play on. Like so many things, man. Where the achievements are very difficult to yeah. get. I mean, there's that too. Oh, that, and you could scroll through uh, Facebook gaming, YouTube gaming, Twitch, and you could see all these people who clearly never game that, you know, have thousands and thousands of followers that are just playing around. There was one person every time I go on Facebook to check uh, family stuff, check in. That's the only thing I use Facebook for is check in with the family. Um, and the gaming tab will always recommend me something. I usually click on it to get rid of the notification and click off of it. Well, the one thing it keeps notifying me of is this girl who plays Call of Duty. You know what she does the whole time? She just runs around the map. She doesn't shoot. She's not shooting anybody. She's on a team. She's not doing anything. Yet she has 4,000 people watching her. You want to know why? Because she's wearing a low-cut shirt with her push-up bra and has makeup on to look like a hooker. That's what it is. I I mean, I it's, mean it's the truth. I mean... That's the truth. Uh, more power to her. She's yeah, having fun and yeah. making, you know... There we go. We can't... We can't. We can't, yeah. Fine, she's like she's whatever. Making that money and having a good time. <laughs> yeah, but whatever you know, works. but I don't see anybody going. It's that not person's really much not less a real than what gamer. I would do Call oh of Duty. Gosh, like, I know. gotta follow her now. Yeah, but you know, it's not like I don't see people attacking her on you know anywhere because yeah, well, she's yeah, her gamer score is low. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I mean, I don't care. <laughs> and none of these companies do either. I don't care. Sony doesn't care. Microsoft doesn't care. They're making money anyway. They do not care, and they don't care about you. I don't care what you think about it. They don't care about you. <laughs> the moment they've made that sale, anything that happens after that is irrelevant. Yeah, so. exactly. They care about your wallet. Yeah, and I mean, everybody, yes, Microsoft has become very consumer-friendly with gaming. You know, They weren't that way in the 360. You know why they become more consumer-friendly? It's because they're not number one anymore. You know, yep. and Sony is, and Sony doesn't care, and Microsoft, they look like they care, but they really don't. <laughs> they hey, give it money. time, and it'll seesaw again, <clears throat> and it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, this week was the first week in eight years that an Xbox console outsold a Sony console in Japan. In Japan, yep. Yep. That's crazy. I don't care if it was the Series S. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can't tell me, and, and and everybody's excuse will be, well, there wasn't enough PlayStations available, so they just bought an Xbox. Who in the world goes into a store and goes, I'm here to buy a PlayStation 5. <laughs> well, we don't have any, but we have this Series S. Well, I'll go ahead and buy that because they don't have a PlayStation <laughs> Nobody yeah, you know, does it's that. Only it's only $500. Right. You know, do <laughs> Nobody that. does that. Who does that? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I could go yeah, on like, for hours and hours and yeah, hours. This isn't a cup hours. of coffee that you're buying, right? It's like, oh, they don't have your cinnamon dolce latte, but, you know, it's okay. I'll just do a mocha frappe. Instead. Yeah, I mean. But, you know, it's not, that's a couple of dollars versus hundreds of dollars that you're investing <laughs> yeah. into, you know, the future of, of a medium that you're going to be investing even more into by the purchase, by the purchases of a bunch of software. Right, forward. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they didn't have a PlayStation 5, so I settled for an, an, an Xbox because, you know, what's the difference? I, I came into play spider-man and horizon but you know what since you don't have that i'll settle for halo and yeah, and uh, forza it's fine yeah. you know? <clears throat> no no that's not the way the world works <laughs> it's just not <laughs> 
But anyway, that's all I've got. <clears throat> and if, if I don't stop, I'm I'm, I'm going to talk till one o'clock. So, <laughs> so we only got ten minutes left for that. So, <clears throat> at least on the East Coast, anyway. So, all right. If anybody's got not got anything else, then we're going to call this a show. Yep. Um, thanks a lot for hanging out and listening to us. Uh, if you want to join us live, uh, follow us at gl underscore podcast on Twitter. <laughs> it's just just follow us and nobody else. Um, that way, you know you can at least know when we go live, or you could come to Twitch. Uh, it's it's uh, it's search the Gamers Lounge YouTube wherever, and you could just click that little follow icon so you'll know when we go live. Or if you just want to listen to the audio version of it, and you know subscribe on whatever podcasting catcher that you got, we're on all of them. Some of them I've never even heard of before that Podomatic has put us on. So <clears throat> good for us. <laughs> But we should be back in two weeks. I know I'm taking a vacation. That might run into our vacation. I don't know. I don't remember when our vacation is. We were originally going to go one day, one week, and then we had to change it. So, um, but you know, if you catch us on a podcast catcher, you'll know when we go live or know when it's up because you'll get it. It'll be free and it'll just go bing. So it'll be great. Bing. So yeah. like magic, like magic. It is magic. All right, guys. Well, th- again, thanks a lot for hanging out and listening, and we will catch you all next time. Take care. See you later. podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.